I'm, uh, well, I am that too, but I, I'm broke, so <laughs> okay. it's keeping me alive. Yeah. There you go. If you I had can't money, afford your drugs, I'm sorry. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's good. Being broke is good. It's good for your health. That's true. Yeah. Hey, I can't spend a hundred bucks at the bar on Modelo's. Exactly. Yeah. I can't believe Lacroix doesn't make their own alcoholic beverage yet. Oh a, yeah. A flavored, well, a, a Zima, a new, a new brand of Zima, Lacroix. Lacroix. Yeah, all yeah. those. I feel like that's what all those are. Uh, those flavored bubbly waters, kind of like yeah. Zima. Yeah, exactly. Uh, rebranding Zima. It's malt liquor. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Nice, dude. So what's it at uh, Hollywood Comedy, dude, working with Casey? How's that been? You said you learned from him? The man's covered yeah. in tattoos and makes bad decisions. <laughs> Shout out to yeah, Casey, though. This guy's the manager of this place, and he's covered in tattoos, has a septum ring, and like has a, a ponytail. Yeah, he's he looks like, like he's going to stab you at any yeah. second. But once he puts glasses on, he just goes like he looks like a hipster. Like that's how yeah. it goes from gangster to hipster very quickly. Um, he's the nicest dude in the world. Though. I don't he's know perfect for well. the. He's the nicest yeah. guy. He's the perfect for the job. Uh, Jiang picked the perfect guy because the thing about that happens with a lot of comedy clubs in L.A. is that you have the people who run them hate comedy. <laughs> <laughs> they fucking hate comedy, or they were terrible at comedy, and like they want to be like gatekeepers and stuff. Like there's right. no community. But Casey knows every single comedian, like first and last name. He like. Huh? He makes a fun hang, you know, and then Lizzie, Always, she yeah. does it. She books and she, the same, she knows comedians, you know, it's a place, the com- the owner, she gives the comedians the keys to nice, run the dude. place. And that's like, that's a big problem with other comedy clubs is that they don't do that. And like, right. it just goes to shit because no one cares about comedy. It's comedy first, money second, you know, the money will come if you care about the comedy. Yeah. So like I said, yeah. I saw you guys over the last couple of months and the whole scene uh, at the clubs are. You can take a noticeable, you know, you guys are standing out noticeably over other clubs just opening up down there. Yeah, it's blowing up, and especially because every single club in L.A. is, you got to bring people. You know, you got to bring yeah, bringers, five people. Or just, just give them money for a couple yeah. minutes. And then your friends are going to get annoyed with you, and then they're going to see you bomb, and then they're going to be like, I don't want to go back. But right. this yeah. place has, like, gotten so public. I think maybe because of TikTok or just they got on the news. Um, but at least... 60 percent 70 percent of the audience just walk-ins what yeah just walking in and 15 dollars for a ticket too they're killing it that's not bad 15 bucks isn't isn't unheard of especially in la that's pretty cheap that's what i'm saying yeah but like like all these people are just walking in and like it's just like it's crazy you don't have to bring people in which is like makes comedians feel so much better what a dream yeah what a dream an audience an audience a consistent audience Oof. do they do a two item there is it just 15 just 15 you know and then the drinks are like five bucks each so reasonable yeah you can have like a 30 dollar night easily dude honestly that's part of why you guys are doing well because to me a lot of time you pay money to come in and then they're like two item minimum the comedy store is ten dollars for a Corona. Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, it's like, punchline. Like, it's it was sixteen dollars for an IPA. Oh my wow. god! I bought one the other day. And you're a scared, draft. Like, how much is that? Like, oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. Here you and go. I'm like, I'm a comic. Do I get a discount? <laughs> Come on. And they're like, we gotta make our money, Benjamin. Uh, <laughs> but it's at sixteen. That's five dollar drinks. That's amazing. Five dollar drinks. Yeah. yeah. And it's just it's just like so intimate because it's like a like a thirty seater, forty seater. So like you yeah, really so fifteen people. That's yeah. fucking awesome. Yeah. It's it's fun. it's so fun. Wow, yeah. it's a, it's yeah. a really good spot and it's blown up and it's gonna get gonna gonna get bigger. And Zhao Ying, she's like an amazing, amazing owner. Like she um like she just trusts comedians and she loves she, and she's funny, which is crazy for a that comedy club helps. owner to yeah. be funny. You yeah, know? for sure. Uh, and uh, she actually got kicked off of TikTok recently, which was like a Are big. You to talk about she's that making a lot of money. Like... Yeah, I mean I'm sure it can, but she uh she made a one child policy joke and she posted it. Oh shit! About China, okay. and they yeah, just yeah. kicked her I ass off. I lived in China for a year, dude. Are you Teaching serious? English, yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. When? I was fucking like twenty 
23? No, 21. 21 oh, to 22. Yeah. Damn, what was that like? <laughs> it wasn't great. <laughs> I had to watch what you texted and called people. No, no, it oh. was like, I don't even think I had a cell phone at the time. Oh. It was like 10, 11 years ago. And, uh, dude, I was an English teacher, but had no business being an English teacher. <laughs> like, I didn't speak Chinese, and, like, they didn't really speak English well enough for me. You know? You yeah. could, and I was a teacher, and they would just give me a room full of, like, 100 kids. And I would bomb for an hour and a half. <laughs> so, like, doing comedy for 15 minutes bombing. It's like, yeah, this isn't that. This isn't that bad. Like, I can speak English. You can speak English. Yeah. In China, it was like, dude, I can only do tongue twisters for so long. Yeah. Like, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. <laughs> I was just trying to make money. And I was like, it was the worst, dude. But it was all right, man. When I was young, I was about your age. Did bad. you, like, did you meet other Americans or was it just mostly? Yeah, I was actually there originally with, uh, uh, as a study abroad student, like, learning history of China and then stayed around for another six months teaching English. Damn. They're trying to. Let's trying. put it that way. I got fired like five times because they realized like two weeks into it, they're like, "Oh, this guy doesn't." Know what the fuck it's like, no, I don't. I don't know what. I'm <laughs> so, but yeah, man, it's that's rad that she's uh killing it, man. Yeah, yeah, she's really kicked off TikTok. I interrupted that story. What, oh, yeah. what was the what was the reasoning? Why she that? she um she posted a uh, clip of her doing stand up. Yeah, one child policy, and you can't you can't do anything about China on TikTok. Uh, yeah, they'll kick your ass off right away. Yeah. You you. They, they, That's crazy, dude. So she she has a joke about the one child policy. Yeah, because she was she's Chinese. She was she was part of the one child policy. Like her her grandma or her her mom found like. And TikTok is away, yeah. Chinese. Yeah. So oh, it they. Is I was just thinking that they own. They own, yeah. They own TikTok. So you can't even if you start searching wow, stuff dude. about China, they will kick your ass. They're they don't fuck around. No. Wow. Yeah. No, they don't. Fuck. Super yeah. censorship. Yeah. Yeah. It's a communist. Yeah. Yeah. In wow. China, dude, it was it was yeah. ever apparent. Like, it felt like people were watching me sometimes. Like, dudes were, like, following me around the park. I'm like, oh, this oh is weird. Oh, my God. Dude. Yeah, yeah. And other people told me that, too. As, like, college <sighs> students. Yeah. Because they thought you were some underground, like, no, I think they just Marxist keep tabs on people. Like, just Whoa. no matter what. And I was living in this little, it wasn't little, it was a big city, but there's no other honkies <sighs> looking like this. So, like, two blocks away, you'd see me. And if anyone else was non-Chinese, we'd, like, wave to each other because we were just... We stood did, out. Like, did the girls, crazy. were they in love with you? Did you have to, no. like, push the snatch off with a <laughs> no, stick? Uh, no, they Nunchucks? were actually very scared, like intimidated. Huh. And uh, I, I'll tell this story real quick. Uh, I found out, they kept calling me Waiguajin, probably not pronouncing that correctly. But this adorable little girl, like a two, three-year-old little girl, pointed at me. And wide I was like, Waiguajin, Waiguajin. And her parent just pulled her along. So I asked my student, like, what that meant. And he reluctantly told me that means a foreign devil. <laughs> And like, oh, like, oh. oh. <laughs> because I, I thought it was adorable. Like, I was like waving at her. Like, oh, hey, hi, little girl. Hey, little and then I find out, like, oh, no, she thinks you're of the devil. And I was like, oh. Okay. Well, you do have red hair, red beard. Yeah. I could see how. Being any sort of uh, American or wh especially like a white American, again, the women were like intimidated. And the bifurcated okay. tail and the hay fork yeah, probably yeah. like really. Yeah. And then when they found out I was Jewish, they're like, oh, get them. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, get them. No, dude, I literally said that a couple times and they, it would be like a, a thing where like everyone in the room would be like, they would speak amongst themselves and be like, he's Jewish. And they'd be like, oh. <laughs> like they'd never seen a Jew before. It blew their mind. <laughs> like, yes, drink it in. I think they, they left me on a few jobs because I said that. They're like, we can't fire him. He's, he's Jewish. And then a few weeks later, like, we're going to let him go. <laughs> What was your favorite part of China? I'm intrigued. Favorite part of China? Probably leaving. No. Uh, <laughs> no, I really did enjoy the history because I went there as a, a history student with uh, American University. And, and obviously China is rich with history and architecture and stuff like that. So like learning, uh, learning there was really cool. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, it, it was great. Like, I also taught students in uh, table tennis I'm actually really good at. And, like, it blew their mind. It fucking would blow their mind because they thought I was not good and I would go play with them. And, like, once they saw me play, like, everyone would be like, dude, I want to play you. So I'd end up playing for hours just because, like, they couldn't believe a white dude could play. Damn. They would kick my ass, though, because, like, anyone who was really good was, like, I played, like, a 16th-ranked dude in the in the province. Like, he was, like, the man. And it was, like, an honor to play him and kick my ass, dude. <laughs> It was like, you guys like, like oh, it's honored. Well, no, like, well, I was already before? playing, and me and my buddy Jeff, we were, like, pretty good at table tennis, and they were impressed. And so we just, like, people kept challenging us, and it was rude to say no. And we'd been there for hours, dude. And this, the guy finally challenged us, and it was, like, rude, again, rude to say no. So this, like, 16th-ranked dude just whooped our asses. And it was, but it was, like, an honor to play him, I guess. And we hung out with him a couple more times. He took us out drinking, and... Ooh. Yeah, they drink a lot in China. The hey. dudes, fuck yeah, that was surprising. That's probably the most surprising thing. I went there thinking that, yeah, I'm Irish, like I could drink, and then it's like, no, dude, the Chinese dudes. Were they drinking like beer or um, vodka? Or... They do uh, warm beer. They don't oh, drink. God. Yeah, they drink warm beer and they shoot it. They say gombe, and you have to finish what's in your glass, or it's like rude. And then they drink this stuff called baijiu. It's a rice liquor, and that mm. stuff's gnarly. Like rice liquor. Yeah, rice that sounds liquor. like a racial. Slur. Like sake. <laughs> <laughs> It's like uh, like it does, like moonshine sake. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. That's what it tastes like too, man. And you get like a flask for like seventy five cents. <laughs> so like a buddy of mine would get two of them, and he'd be blacked out drunk like, wow. by the end of the night. Wow! I so could never drink the baijiu. That shit was too too strong. Seventy five cents to get blacked out. Yeah, it was like a little flask, wow. and you get That's like a good deal. Oh yeah, it was China. That was great. I mean, you get food. What yeah. was the worst part of China? Um, I was just being homesick, and I just. I didn't fit in, dude. I didn't make mm. friends, like, even amongst the foreign, other foreign exchange students. Like, they huh. really didn't like me. And What? Oh, uh, yeah. What did you do? You're so likable. Uh, I don't know. Maybe when, uh, early 20s, maybe not so much. Uh, I don't know. Okay. Thanks for saying that, though. I appreciate it. I question it all the time. I was like, am I likable? Or is he just con man? He's, no. <laughs> no, I don't know. I just, like, was homesick, and after a year gone, I was like, I'm ready to come home sort of thing. But yeah, I, I recommend it to people going, if you're like traveling to places that are totally different than America, yeah, fucking go check it out. Yeah, I had a layover in Shanghai. I went to Southeast Asia. And I thought it was, um, I looked outside, I thought it was just overcast. But then when I had my second layover, I was like, oh, it's just like that all the time. Yeah, it's the pollution. Yeah, yeah it's the pollution. And like everyone's just eating cup of noodles. Like, it's all they eat. Yeah, right. They just yeah, have dude. like stations of hot water. And everyone's just like, mm-hmm. that's for the tea. And I had like $2 left in my bank account, so that's what I was eating. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was my whole life. Bro. Yeah, like just, yeah, it was like my college years around your age. Like yeah. I said, so I'd like reluctantly call home, and be like, "Hey, can I get like so many flavors?" Bucks? And that would last like a good long time. Because the whole shop was just any flavor you can possibly think of of cup of noodles. Or, oh, uh, for sure, it was, it was oh, yeah, so dude. good. Yeah, the food was good, dude. I'll I'll say that there was some interesting strange food that I yeah. my students would take me to eat, like soup houses that were just like every part of the animal. Mm. So that was a trip, and it was like hard to be like. Yeah, I don't, you know, you wouldn't say you didn't like it, so you have to power it down. But it was like, yeah, you know. Yeah, it was cool. Go to China. Check yeah. it out. I, uh, no, you can't say anything crazy, though. Oh, I tried to go on Instagram. It was blocked. Snapchat was blocked, yeah. It blocked you? It blocked and everything. And then I was just watching the kids, and like they basically had like a TikTok. And it was just all just like stimulation of just like cooking and like just like nothing. Just everything's just blocked there. Yeah, you can't yeah. get any information. I wanted to tell him something and be like, yo, you know, it's not the same. No, my, my <laughs> history professor is an American professor. He said, hey, what's in our book, you're, do not talk about with the students. Yeah. Wow. It's not okay. I was like, oh, okay. What's your, so your degree's in history? Mm-hmm. 
cool. And political science, you know, is oh, in, as interesting as that is to talk about. Well, <laughs> it just means that you're never going to have a real job. Well, that's I mean, what I, st- I stopped going to school. I was like, you know what? I'm good. Yeah. You know, it's like, why am I paying a hundred grand for this that nobody wants to talk about? A hundred grand? Some what school did you I, go to? No, I didn't. I didn't. But okay. I got buddies that are like in the whole 25 to a hundred grand for school. I'm like, what are you doing? I know people that have theater degrees from like places that cost $250,000 all time. It's like, why would you get a theater degree? Is it because you hate your parents? You hate your your rich parents. You hate your future. It's like you got a $250,000 in debt. Well, no, it's that their parents are rich and paid for the whole thing. And so they just can do whatever they're like. I'm going to get a theater degree. Yeah. I grew up in uh, Goleta, Santa Barbara. It's right near uh, Montecito where Oprah lives. I'm like a working class family, but I grew up with a lot of wealthy, privileged kids. So yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, Fifty thousand—that's nothing, honey. Keep going to theater school for eight years. Yeah, crazy. It's about the experience, right? Yeah. Go to I'm only ten G's in debt. Hammered, drunk. Yeah. Experience. It's experience. <laughs> Got to find myself for two hundred grand. Yeah, that's what blows my mind, dude. And everything's available online now, anyways. That's well. That's with yeah. me. With history, it's like, dude, you can read the shit for free. You don't yeah. need to. You don't need the syllabus. Premium. You can even download the syllabus from a lot of different places and then look up the books and right? then be. It's like, yeah. why do you? Why do I need that person to talk to me about it? I think I can read by myself. Did you do school, college? Yeah, I just graduated. Fuck yeah, oh, dude. Congratulations. Yeah. I'm right, only, uh, congrats. I'm only 10 G's in debt. That's pretty that's great. good. great. That's nothing. Yeah. yeah that's reasonable. And it was, yeah, that's on, reasonable, it was all online, too, so maybe I might be able to get So how smart something. are you, then? Oh, it was, uh, I went to Cal State Challenge, a C student school. C yeah. student school? Oh, yeah. What was your degree? School. It was business, and then I started oh, okay. doing comedy, yeah. and I was like, fuck this shit. Like, I'm not going to. Because I thought I wanted, like, I had a business idea for, like, a drive through liquor store where I work at. But, like, why not just put healthy food in there, you know, and just ring out the hipsters, you know, like, and ring out the, the health craves. Like a drive through Trader Joe's? Just, is that what you're yeah, basically, yeah, organic idea. shit and just, like, milk them for all they got, you know. And, in uh, Santa Barbara, that would kill. Yeah. For sure. Because, like, you can't, you can't drive through anywhere and get, like, an apple or a fucking smoothie drive through Yeah. So, or anything like that. Or a salad or anything like that. So, but they just teach you how to be a worker in business. Like, they teach you how to write okay. memos and just. Like, be an office worker, and, and I was like, suit. yeah, wear suit. Yeah, wear boring. Yeah, be more, yeah. Do it. So then I started doing comedy, and then like, this doesn't go together, yeah. sir. And then we then, don't have jokes in business. Exactly. I was like, I'm gonna get or, uh, canceled or fucking fired for half the shit I say. So then I, uh, I go up to my counselor, and I, I do my open mic, and the next day I go to my counselor. I'm like, can you get me out of this, like, please? And he's like, you can take liberal studies. We'll take all your business credits. You can take whatever classes you want. I was oh, like, okay. give me that. There now. you go. I Just almost dropped finish? out. Yeah, I almost dropped oh, okay. out. I was like, I already paid this much money. Like, right. No, that's a good in. move, dude. So that's a like, good move. I'm going to finish. So I have a degree in, in nothing. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Whatever, dude. Like you said, Terrible. you finished. I quit, dude. I didn't even get the degree. I did all that work. was almost done. I'm like, you know what? Like you didn't. Like, yeah. Fuck this. That was so close. I was on the edge. But I was like, ah. Just do it. I made your family proud, didn't it? Your mom was so happy. Oh, my graduation party, like, we didn't we we didn't think you were gonna make it, dude. Oh. <laughs> me neither, mom. Me neither. Me neither. I was like, my me mom's neither. still ha- like ragging on me ten years later. It's like you need to finish. Well, you college. can't now that your your college credits expire after seven years. Son of a bitch. So if you so don't go good. back within seven, you have to redo all of it. Redo all of it, yeah. Damn. They your want credits all their expire. Money back. Yeah. That's bullshit. It is. I um <laughs> Yeah, so I, yeah, I finished with the liberal studies, and I was like, dude, this is... Nice, dude. Yeah. You got a degree, bro. Yeah, I got it. Oh, mean, but man. it was... I think being online made it a lot easier to graduate, because my capstone was like, look, if I can give you all A's, I would. 
And he basically did. Like, if he turned in one paper a month, and he's like, I'm, I'm done with that. I don't even read these, man. Just yeah. make sure you turn them in. I turned in another, my final, I turned in that final from another class, and he, gave, he didn't nice. even notice. Fuck yeah. Every, all the professors were just over it. Like, they're just over COVID. They're over everything. They're like, just just graduate. We, we know that you lost your college experience, so we're going to We know you're going to bail and go tell jokes. Yeah, exactly. Take so, it easy on you. Yeah. Did you start comedy while you were in college? Is that what you meant? Like, you started doing comedy, and you're like, you know what? Fuck business. Yeah. I, uh, Fuck yeah, dude. I do you remember that uh, it was right around the corner from uh, Hong Kong Inn. It was the Oak, mm-hmm. Oak and Main. They used to have a, sh- yeah. a show yeah. there, and I just saw guys bomb, and I was like, "Well, I could do that." Yeah, okay. <laughs> I, was like, I embarrass myself every That's day. Funny like, dude, that was the same thing. I watched an open mic. I'm like, I'm pretty sure I could do that. Yeah. Like they were not that good. Or yeah. Not everybody, but a few people. You're like, I could do that. Yeah, you got to see people bomb because when you watch like people on TV, you're like, I can't do that. Right. You're and watching like, Chappelle. Yeah, that's a high yeah. bar. Yeah, I remember watching Louie when I was a kid. I'm like, he just seemed like he was just talking. Like, right, yeah. It just seems like he was say about Louie, dude. He's just making shit clever. up. I'm like, I can't be that like funny on the spot. It's clever, man. That's yeah. what they overlook in comedy because you think stupid jokes, but it's actually very clever. You it's know? yeah, you're tricking people almost like not all comedy, but some yeah. comedy, good comedy, you're almost like somewhat clever. Yeah, yeah. You're like you're pretending like it's your first time saying it when right. it's really like you're a thousand time. Right. Yeah, yeah. Should be like you're just talking. Yeah. That's were you, a, were you uh, when you did your first mic, did you do well or well enough, obviously? Yeah, I got I got a few laughs. It was I went to Santa Barbara, I did like a open mic there. Was and it was a really supportive mic? crowd. No, it was uh, it was a college mic. Like oh, at uh yeah. yeah. So they're really supportive and like really cool. So I didn't bomb. So You're just so handsome, they're like this guy. Got yeah. a great hairline. Yeah, I tricked sweet them. Beard. Yeah, I just smiled and you know, did weird movements like Crystalia and except minus the pedophile stuff, but oh, okay. yeah, that's good. That's all I that's did. Yeah. Good... I just danced on stage and they're like, this guy, yeah, <laughs> you like his energy. Like, and I got it. Well, and actually, most people there were bombing, so actually, I I think that helped me out. The first two guys bombed, so like, I had you like, came up, did okay. I came up, did got some laps. I was like, all right, that's it. I'm doing this forever. Nice, it was pretty, dude. it was pretty easy from there on, yeah, pretty easy from there on. Well, You've like, been my yelling at ladies in parks. <laughs> Well, just like in terms of like what I want, I knew from there. I was like, "This is no, what I, I do." Yeah, that's, that's right. I was like, "I can, be, I can get good at this." Yeah. Were you I'm a like, fan your whole life of comedy? Uh, I, I was like, I don't know. I was, a, I was like only child for like seven or eight years. Mm-hmm. So I just like I was outside. I didn't have no one showed me anything. Like I didn't know MTV. I didn't know Comedy Central. Like I didn't know these things till I was like probably like fifteen or sixteen. I didn't okay. start watching. Com- I didn't know what comedy was, and when, when I did see, it, I was like, I can't, I can't do that. Sure. I felt like um, George Carlin. I was like, that guy's fucking. Yeah, we'll talk about clever. That yeah, guy. That guy's like a religious. You know, like he's preaching in a religion up oh, there. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm like, Carlin oh. was the guy when I was like a little boy. We were driving across country, back to Cali with my dad, and he had a cassette tape of Carlin back to school. It was called, and I just remember thinking, like, what a cool job. Yeah. I was like 11, but like I'd always I, that memory just always stuck in my head. And I didn't start till I was 30. Two, so it's like you know that that little seed stuck in my head for twenty years, and it wasn't like I can do this. It's just like what a cool job. Yeah, I didn't understand it. Like I, my um, my uncle showed me Fluffy uh, Gabriel Iglesias, nice. yeah, he's and he was by that time he was selling out arena. So I was yeah. like, oh, he's opening for like a basketball game. Like I didn't know yeah. all those people he came out it, for dude. one person. Yeah. That that didn't like just couldn't register in my mind. Right. It still doesn't register in my mind when I see like yeah. People have the same spirit as for a whole football team for sure. one person, which Dude, is I saw, fucking crazy. I saw Gabriel at Ventura Fair. It was uh, if you're at the fair, you come into the show for free. Fourteen thousand people. The fire marshal had to be like, "Hey, we're full." We're oh my capacity. god! And, and dude, he had a blast. He did like an hour and a half. What? And, yeah, 
and then he did he does this thing at the end of his set he'll come back and do like the the greatest hits of fluffy like all the jokes everyone knows and people sing wow. them back to him dude oh my like he i've seen him like three times he's just such a fucking good dude like my dad met him at an airport and yelled fluffy at him and fluffy came up to him and was like hanging out with him and talking to my old man and like was just the nicest guy wow. and it's cool to hear like these guys you look up to are nice yeah to me at least like yeah because they seem nice on right screen and then you never know if they're actually like that. And some people are assholes. That would, you know, Fluffy was actually like a dickhead. And like a big, <laughs> you'd be like, oh, man, that like ruins his whole like persona, you know? Just a fucking diva. Yeah, yeah. it was like a diva with his glasses. Like, yeah, fuck off. <laughs> That's rad, man. Well, uh, I think we've uh, been talking long enough. Bro, you got anything else you want to plug or say? Or uh, No, not really. Uh. No, not really. <laughs> Took business. Why is I'm, it, like, I'm a funny guy. Why is it called the Boomtown Chronicles? Uh, Boomtown is uh, one of my favorite movies was Tombstone. Oh, uh-huh. And uh, Tombstone is called the Queen of the Boomtowns. So it was like a combination. Like in high school, I, was an, uh, I still am like a painter. And so like the world I create is like Boomtown. And also when you take mushrooms, you'd always say you go to Boomtown. So it's like a, a multiple thing. And it's always been a thing of mine for, like I said, I came up with it like in high school. I was like 14 with your buddies drawing. And then it just kind of stayed. Like, and now I transitioned into doing comedy. And I was like, again, the boomtown. It just, you know, it's a boomtown in the silver days was like those silver mines that became a town and then aren't anymore. Those were like the boomtowns yeah. of the West. And like I said, me and my buddies always take mushrooms younger. And like, yeah, we're going to boomtown. And, you know, just something <laughs> stupid. That yeah, I that's kept, great. You know, that I kind of, yeah, I like. So. What was the first time you did mushrooms? First time I was, uh, I want to say 15, maybe 16. And I was just around the corner from my dad's house at a buddy's house, and we ate him at his house. And I'll never forget, it was fall, so the leaves were like, you know, the cool colors and shit. And I, I just remember they were kicking in, and I didn't know what it was yet. But then I remember looking up at the trees and being like, oh, this is it. This, yeah. this is this is rad. This tree is cooler than I've ever seen. It was a tree you've seen your whole life. You yeah. Know, like my dad's, and I was like, this tree is amazing. I was like, oh, I'm high. I'm <laughs> so, yeah, and then, like, I took him a bunch, like, Seth Rogen, like, kind of style, where, like, clearly that dude takes a lot but now that i'm older it's kind of calmed down mm. you know maybe once a year these days but you know i'm an adult with responsibility so when i go like get all messed up like that i just fucking tend to have you know worry attacks over dumb stupid stuff dude yeah you is that was that is that happen when you get older you just you just start to worry more I, i've is always that, had anxiety dude, since i was a teenager but oh. nowadays now that i'm older i know the certain things that trigger it like, oh. dude i can't tell you how many times i did cocaine it was like not until an adult that I'm like, hey, I don't like this drug, dude. This is not for me. Like, this makes me all paranoid and anxious. And it's like, it's hey, fun make an for adult 10 decision. Yeah. So like that one for sure. Um, Do you have kids? Uh, not not yet. My we're, we've been married two years, just over two years, and we're because of COVID, we kind of delayed everything. It was a little sure. weird. But yeah, we're we're planning on all that. Good. You stuff. got married right before COVID. Right before June. Right before. And then my wife and I went and saw my brother in New York in January. We both got sick and like in a weird way, and then like six weeks later was like the shutdown. So we wow. weren't ever officially like said you got COVID, but we were both pretty sure that we because it was like it. this weird sickness where you didn't feel right, but then it was like it was gone within three days. Huh? And then again, it was like Manhattan at the epicenter. Six weeks later, everyone shut down. So it was right. like, oh, chances are, chances are you probably something happened. Yeah. But then why not have a baby during COVID? It just makes sense. You were both home the whole time. <laughs> Um, I don't know, just the idea of going into the hospital, oh. and doing checkups and like doing that sort of stuff. Sure. Okay. You know, it's just, you know, 
And you didn't know, weird, you didn't know if we were going to all die either. No, in the well, beginning. Yeah, we're, we didn't, exactly. Now that the more information's out, and yeah. the kids aren't really getting sick, and uh, um, just my wife and I are pretty health conscious, so like sure. we exercise and take care of ourselves. So it's like, hey, even if we did get COVID, which we're pretty sure we did, but it's like we're we're pretty sure we'd be fine. We're just worried about like our baby. Sure. Yeah, it's just it's yeah. weird. Like the new phase of my life, like you were saying, like as you get older, like yeah, dude. Now I have anxiety about like, dude, I gotta pay the bills. I gotta do this. I gotta do that. Like you're 23, dude. It's, I'm so stoked to hear you're like. Dude, I was in business school. I said, fuck that. Yeah. I'm going to be a comedian, dude. Yeah. And it's like, dude, I wish I had thought that when I was your age. Uh, same with me. I wish yeah. I would have found it. I didn't find it until I was 36. So. Yeah, I was 32. So it's like, dude, I wish that I was yeah. when I was 21. Yeah, just said, fuck it. This is yeah, what I'm this, doing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, all the like Chappelle and Kevin Hart and all the guys. I think Gabriel's another one. Like, That's what they thought like at 14, 15. You're like, that blows those, my mind. Yeah, yeah like, well, even like LeBron James. like He knew he was going to be LeBron James at like eight. And it's like just impressive that people have that. Have you heard the, what the fuck I was gonna do? Have you heard the Eddie Murphy thing? He went to a, or his family went to a psychic, and then he just they told oh, him someone. Yeah, yeah. I did hear and that. then he yeah, was like cool five story. years old, and he looked at the TV. He's like, "I'm gonna be famous one day." Yeah, yeah like crazy, crazy shit like that. Yeah, even his brother though, Charlie, man, like he yeah. was Charlie Murphy. Yeah, he was <laughs> great. And then uh, even short-lived fame that he had, you know, R.I.P. He uh, wasn't a stand-up comic, but was kind of thrust into that because of the success of the the Chappelle show and kind of oh. learned in the arena setting how to do comedy. I heard. Yeah. He was in Pootie Tang though. Yeah. 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 He was yeah. a comedic like actor yeah. like, with movies, but doing like stand up comedy. Sure, sure. Like his brother famously was that, but yeah, it's just cool. I mean, it, I love stories like that. Yeah. That blows this is what I'm doing. And then you did it and you're like, fuck yeah. Man. That's I so think the inspiring. mushrooms helped too. With a little bit. I did like a crazy, I took way too much my first time when I was okay. like 1920 and I saw like God and, you know, like you should be a comedian, Isaiah. <laughs> well, uh, it wasn't like as white, black and white in that, but it was yeah. like I'm not, I'm not gonna like do the regular. I'm not gonna listen to what my parents want me to do and get oh, yeah. business and like get a job. I'll fucking kill myself. Oh yeah, yeah. dude, I, my own man's that way. Yeah. Just like he, he marches to his own beat, sort of thing. And like, yeah, yeah man, I've disappointed my mom for years. Yeah, me too. Yeah, you know, she still loves me. <laughs> she even sent me a message like, "How'd the show go? I'm real proud of you." So, like, she's always been supportive, but wanted me to do, like, school. And she like, that's why it's, yeah. like, cool, you finished it. But, like, hey, I'm not going to be a businessman. I'm not going to master's in business. I'm going to do comedy. Yeah, and, Like, exactly. you're putting in work, dude. That's the other thing. Like, some people say that, and then it's, like, they go to open mics once a week. It's, like, dude. Yeah, they see, they were cool now. I mean, they see me now. And, like, I, once I graduated, like, they're, like, yeah. Just, yeah. You got, you got the paper or whatever. And now they know yeah. I'm, I know I'm out every single night fucking losing sleep and Working going hard, after it. Yeah. That's what I mean. It's sometimes your parents don't see it, but like, yeah, man, like I said, for you or the people we do comedy with, like there's a good amount of people and like what you and Casey are doing, it stands out and it's impressive. It's yeah. inspiring. Cause when I Thank see, you. when I see, you know, my friends doing well, I'm like, fuck yeah, dude. And yeah. You're always... I'm not like, like fuck them. I'm not going to get, I'm like, yeah, dude, fuck. Yeah. I yeah. want to do what they're doing. And like, just, you know, I don't like the people that are negative. Like if I don't, if they're getting a spot, I can't get a spot. It's like, no, nah, yeah, it's not how it works. It's so stupid to have that mentality. Yeah, well, that's why I like yeah. you and Casey. You're all always real fucking positive, dude. Ka yeah. Like I said, Casey looks like a convict and shit, but he's the <laughs> nicest fucking he's guy a, in the world. He's such a nerd, too. Like, he's, like, head to toe tattoo, septum ring, but, like, he likes, like, Naruto, and he plays, like, Nintendo. Like, he's, yeah, he's, he is, he's, yeah. he's the nicest, sweetest dude, and it's, like, could have been your cellmate. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah, that guy's awesome. And what, what what they're doing over there is awesome. And just, I, every, I feel like... Uh, there's been like a comp, I mean, in every art form, but there's been like a renaissance after the pandemic where everyone's so. like kicking into another gear. Like yeah. I've seen like other comics that were like, were 
they were like they were like all right before and then after like something kind of just like clicked in their head and like they're like comedy and their persona and just everything just kind of like at a ramp speed like a little on a higher frequency it seems like it seems like it was a reset for the whole comedy scene and just just everyone oh yeah dude fucking how many big big names left la in general went to austin austin's got a new scene i know much about it but um yeah dude it's just like pam you were were lucky enough to be essential right or it's like we were deemed not or it's like Hey man, comedy isn't essential. Like being funny, be, like bringing joy to people. You know, I was I was thinking this like earlier today. It was like about the homeless population outside. You know, just in general, L.A. or here. Like, dude, the amount of times I've talked to homeless dudes and they said some corny, hacky joke. It's like, yeah, dude, they want to laugh too, man. So it's like everyone having comedy and that sort of thing like does bring happiness. At least that in my mind, I'd like to think that. Like Dave Chappelle and. Yeah. places make the world a little bit better. Pam's oh, definitely yeah. making Aww. this area a little bit better with what she's doing. I sure. did a I did a oh, I did a show once in Civic Center because for the questionably housed because I was like it's the pandemic there's no audiences but the questionably housed were there all of them so I went to Trader Joe's and I used my food stamps and I bought a ton of ice cream cones. Nice. And I went to them at Civic Center with my little rig and I set up and I said if you listen to me and my buddies do comedy. I'll give you ice cream. And they were like, okay. And they all sat down on these steps and there were like 50 of them and they listened. We each did like 10 minutes and they stayed and I gave them all ice cream cones. And it was like, thanks. You guys are a great audience. Yeah, dude, that's right. And that's what I mean, dude. That's yeah, dude, those guys, that probably is memorable. And is like a super cool, awesome thing you did. Ice cream and comedy for those dudes—they're yeah. probably like stoked on it. Yeah, I mean, it was it was middle of the afternoon. They weren't doing anything else anyway. I don't think they usually are, right? Like, yeah. So I, was <laughs> like, I won't smoke right. meth for twenty minutes. Huh? <laughs> yeah. I guess I could watch this. It was. It was. It that's was rad, good. dude. No, that's really cool. Yeah. I don't mean to uh, downplay. That's a really cool thing. I would have loved to have been a part of that. It, well, it's just stage time. I mean, yeah. it was what you said. I was like, I'm gonna kill myself if I don't have an audience. Like, You're I was right. like, how do I express myself? I'm gonna explode. Like, sure. I don't have anyone to talk to. My cats are sick of me. <laughs> like how am I supposed to ran these bits by my cats four times or yeah. <laughs> sick of it. They just don't even laugh anymore. But I need, I mean, I just required that stage time sure. and that's what, and so if I was freaking out about, I can't imagine how many people were like just losing their, cause my entire identity is built around comedy. That's right. So to pull it away was like, right. Well, who am I? Yeah. And, <laughs> it's just, yeah. and then it's just sad. Cause like we're, we're you know, we're the, you walk around and the whole it's like comedy is like sort of a religion where it's like everything's funny but if you can't like express how everything's funny then everything's just sad yeah yeah, yeah. In a way, right <laughs> everything's yeah. just sad. why like are you, you laughing the world's on fire motherfucker yeah, it's like oh you know laughing you're crying i don't know exactly like and then dude the audiences here have been so fucking committed and like one, one time we did a show here and mm-hmm. it was like 50 degrees the heaters weren't working and like the wind was coming in and these people stayed for the entire show and wow, were laughing yeah. and engaged the entire time and i'm like this is crazy like yeah, that's it, rad dude yeah like no one like if this was in ventura people would have fucking left for like, sure halfway through yeah, yeah. the but comics would have took off like an hour yeah yeah but like people are committed to comedy i love it so much and i think it also has to do with like that's why i don't believe in cancel culture anymore i do to an extent but like not really like, I think, like, people say, like, San Francisco's, like, soft, and, like, they say all this. It's like, no, these people were... We're so soft. They say that, but, like, in terms of jokes, like, <laughs> I think some sometimes it hits a little harder because everyone has a nine-to-five job, mm. and they're, like, when they hear someone say shit, they're like, oh, shit, yes. Like, you're, I can't say this at work, you know? Like, they sure. like they get off to it almost, which yeah. is great because I get off to comedy, and we're both getting off, and... Yeah. Yeah. 
No, audiences here, I think they're incredibly forgiving. I think in Seattle is where they they like to smell their own farts. I, I obliquely fat shamed someone, like the tiniest bit of fat shaming, and the audience just turned against me. And I'm like, fat shaming? Yeah. This is where you draw the... This is, weird, right? This is the line yeah. for the white lady with the no. anorexia jokes. Oh, is that I can't do any fat shaming? Yeah, Come a buddy, on. A buddy did a, a fat joke. He's talking about his son, and it's actually a fucking murderous joke. I'm not going to do it, but... Yeah, I, th- I think it's a funny joke, and somebody in the audience booed him. Uh, like, and I was like, I've rarely seen a boo, and I think it's a funny. It is a funny joke, and uh, yeah, it's just it's just funny. Like the yeah, where people know. decide to pull back, but it's just their jokes, you know. It's yeah. like this this one joke out of twenty, like you didn't like, and now you're offended. Like, all right. Yeah, it's it's a, you you see a it, it, if someone happened to me, I did one like Instagram thing, and everyone got like, I'm like, I've made you laugh in shows and things. It's like, what if? She was a musician. I was like, what if you made one song? I didn't like it. And I was like, right. I don't like you as an artist anymore. Skip. Yeah. Skip. Skip, All I man. do is skip. I don't tell you about it. Right. I, I just, I don't yeah. say I hate that song. I'm just like, I don't discredit you as a fucking musician. As an individual. As an individual. Fuck you and everything you're about. That's, dude, that's kind of what's weird. I feel like the last couple of years, dude, it's so divisive. Almost any subject in this country can be so polarizing, whether it's the vaccine or politics or it used to be religion. Honestly, I think it's an easier time fucking talking about religion these days. Yeah. Certain things are just like, tr- like they're just fucking have a hard set opinion one way or another, yeah. you know. And, and with comedy, it's like, dude, we're these are jokes, man. Yeah. And sometimes, especially at open mics, we're trying to work it out where it's like, not this isn't what I truly believe up here, man. The amount yeah. of Jew jokes I do as a Jewish guy, it's like, yeah, dude, this isn't what I believe. These are jokes. Calm down, you know. Yeah, I saw uh, I saw Chris Stefano do. It. That was my first time seeing someone do an hour. I saw him at the Irvine Improv, nice. and uh, like. Like I was saying earlier, how the comedy is kind of a new religion. Like he said everything about the whole year and he was just completely down the middle. And it was like, there was like races and religions, everyone, but everyone could agree what he was saying in a way. Like it almost like he made like the middle ground for everyone. Cause he just like made fun of the entire fucking year. And like, like, I'm excited to see everyone's hour after this whole thing. Like, sure. It's going to be fucking crazy. Yeah. Chrissy D. Yeah. He's, he's good. I just found him like a year and a half ago, man. Yeah. He's hilarious. He's so good. Yeah. Yeah. And like the, yeah, he just talked about like vaccine and like the whole bullshit and just like basically was like right down the middle and just everyone was just like yeah, laughing that's and that's what's hard agreed. about that topic. Yeah. Like you bring that up and it's like you kind of yeah. have to be right down the fucking middle because yeah. it's like both sides. I guess if you're poking fun of both sides and as the comedian, you're in the middle. Right? Yeah. I think Carlin really tried to do that where it's like he didn't have a side. He was just pointing out the absurdity. Yeah, exactly. Of, yeah, exactly. What he did. Of yeah. all this shit. And that's cool, like, because yeah. I like hearing people, and like, that's what's cool about comedy, dude. Like, everyone's individual background is going to give you what style of comedy. Right? Yeah. Like, the blue-collar comedy to, like, Dave Chappelle. They're so drastically different. Yeah. But enjoyable. Yeah. Like, uh, so you'd say Louie was, like, your first guy that you saw? Yeah, I remember watching uh, Louie, the show. And yeah, I remember watching great show, it. show, dude. And I remember thinking, like, this is just so, it's so real. Yeah. Like, it feels like it was phenomenal. The way it was filmed, the way, like, this is, yeah. it's sad. You know, you know and he like, did that, right? He yeah. wrote them and edited them. And, he wrote it. He yeah. uh, he edited everything on his laptop. I think. Yeah. And like, I just remember thinking, like, every other show I've ever watched is just so like, you know, like kind of fake. You know, you have laugh sure. tracks, and they're always trying to the pretend like they're happy. Unwatchable. Yeah. Days, they, they, everyone's like pretending like they're happy, and like Louis yeah. is just like so fucking real. Like he's yeah. not happy, and you could tell. And oh, I love it. That's the way why it's I shot. like Louis. Yeah. Dude, the first yeah. time I saw Louis do because he was so mean about his daughters, I fucking didn't like it. Oh, and it's kind of like you said, dude. Like I was like, "Fuck that guy." I didn't go on some social media round or nothing. I just turned it off, right? Yeah. Then I, I, I remember my uncle being like, "No, give give him another chance, man. He's really funny." 
and I, I put it back on and I'm like, dude, and I had the realization like, dude, these are just jokes. Yeah. I remember when he's talking about his daughters, I'm like, they're going to hear this one day. This is really mean. <laughs> right. So I didn't think it was funny, but then I'm like, dude, these are jokes. I'm like, oh yeah, this is yeah. his truth. This is what, but again, if you don't find that shit funny, just turn it off, man. You don't have to go on Yelp yeah. and write a 20, 20 page review that Louie doesn't give a fuck whether or not you liked his stuff. Oh yeah. He wrote and directed Pootie Tang. He did? Oh, I he think did. I did. It's Louis C.K. Yeah. 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 That's the thing. No. He's done wrote a lot and of stuff, directed. Man. Yeah. yeah, he's done, and that he's, and that was like in the early two thousands. Right. Yeah, he's he's a genius, and <laughs> I all that. Well, no, all that Me Too stuff and all that stuff that happened. It's like, but in his jokes, he talks about he his tiny dick and like <laughs> yeah. masturbating and all this stuff. So, I don't know. I mean, like, as a woman and as a comedian, if you would have confronted me. And was like, I'd be like, yeah, whip out your tiny dick. I'm gonna make let's fun of you it. while you, yeah. Let's see if it's as small as it is in your jokes. Go ahead. And then I'd well, fucking yeah. talk shit to him the whole time and be like, look at that. Look at your fucked up little dick. Probably, yeah. probably be stoked on. He would it. love right? that. Right? Yeah. Like, well, I mean, like Isaiah said, you watched his show. There's literally an episode where he says that. I don't know if yeah. you remember that episode. So, uh, after you watch it, it so it's you. like, I mean, I, it was disappointing. I will say that to hear that, but it was like, it's not surprising as yeah. a fan. Surprising. Like I listened to his comedy. I'm like, yeah, dude, he's a rough fucking guy you know but yeah. it, it is it is disheartening when you hear it and the me too thing i was like yeah some of those guys yeah fuck those guys or it's like but they were allowed to do this for how many decades yeah. you know what i mean it's like fucking weinstein and cosby were like doing this for fucking decades well it was called a casting couch for a reason yeah i mean that was like a whole right the, well that's the, the, the thing, stereotype yeah. and the trope wouldn't exist if it wasn't a thing that's like, the thing like we we knew what was going on as like you know, just fans like we'd hear that we're like yeah. this person slept with this person to get the gig, and and I'm not saying Harvey Weinstein isn't a horrible fucking monster, like, but, yeah, but it's just that should have been stopped twenty fucking thirty years ago. Like, sure, you know Cosby too. It's like people knew about this. And I was like, no one ever brought Mitzi <laughs> Short a task. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've heard stories. It's like all right, hey, I'd day. do it to be a regular fuck that, comedy wow. star. Are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll hook up with Mitzi for a spot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would too. I, but she never liked girls. <laughs> oh, I don't think she was into them. Yeah, it's just an interesting gray area and people don't really want to talk about it. It was like, maybe that person didn't mind. Like, like all right, dude, I hooked up with this person. Now my career is better. Like, yeah. were they all like upset? I mean, again, Weinstein was like a little Well, but close. the like, flip side is when you... if you don't sleep with me, I'm going to tank your career. Course, and that's right. what that's he did to like up. Mira Sorvino. Yeah, or a lot of people where it's like, uh, again, that's where the de more devilish right. thing. We're saying with Louis, like asking a woman, hey, can I masturbate in front of you? It's like, it's gross and off color. But it's like, <laughs> he asked, right? Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Sure. Where it's like, and he didn't, I don't know, I, I, there was rumors that he did make threats to ruin those women's career i don't know how true that is that's where mm -hmm. it gets more devilish sure yeah where it's like yeah guys are white why gal is that white devil why gal oh yeah yeah that's probably why that adorable little chinese girl said that <laughs> i see right through your <laughs> smile yeah, i think it's a big problem when uh, guys get famous and they haven't they didn't know how to get girls before they were famous right yeah, that's, that's probably, a big yeah. that's a big problem because then you have resentment and you have like against women and then you have like this whole power thing and you use that instead of right. but if you're getting girls before you're famous you're not gonna have you're not gonna be weird and creepy and fucking have that power that power thing over him well that's what i yeah. mean that gets where it gets demonic is that yeah. like power control and like if you don't do this something bad's gonna happen to yeah. you it's like that's yeah those those people yeah they didn't know how to get laid before yeah yeah
Well, I'd like to thank you, Isaiah, for thank being you. here, telling the stories. Yeah, that was fun, man. Funny. Yeah, dude, and again, I'm really stoked on everything you're doing, man. I'm stoked, man. I, you're, I saw your inventory, you put on some shows and stuff. And I put on one, put on... and again, it was a little stressful, so I was like... Yeah, I put on a show before one, and then after that, I was like, yeah, it was hard. It's hard. Yeah, so on that note, yeah, Pam, thank you, because I know... Thank yeah, you for coming all the way yeah. up. I'm so excited yeah. to see everybody's jokes and have fun for this whole weekend. Absolutely, man. Well, thank you again, and uh, this has been another episode of Boomtown Chronicles. Thank you guys for listening. Thank all you. the best, everybody. Name in the obituary column, shit. Cause life is too short and it just gets shorter. I wish I had a quarter for all my people they slaughter. Last year alone in the dead zone. Walk straight, but don't walk late. Cause I'm coming with a hate only made from what it made me. Cause nobody ever played me. Now it's only getting worse. Buckshot and ace in the land of the waste. Kicking you in your face. We be doing it up Brooklyn style. What does it take to get you out? is getting iller, killer. Instinct is trying to infiltrate, but wait. I know you want to enter, but I can't let you in. My mind stays the maddest. I'm gone with the wind. Because it is survival of the fittest. When the shit hits the fan, I got my shank in my hand. Black man with the permanent tan. I come from the villa, never ran. Damn, I'm feeling another part of reality. Hit me when I represent the FAP. Straight from the build till then play the building. I mean literally when I say I make a killing. For my cypher, see I'm finning the Buster Piper. Original heads represent the Brooklyn all night. Do or die, I'm saying this you or not. Bring your click so we can get stoned like family slide. Need to see I in the bush. Mighty Mateen rocking the rock, giving the push. We did it like that and now we do it like this. We did it like that and now we do it like this. Go inside your mind and find a time that you miss. And just think about the steel in your fist. It's just an extension of your arm. It's that ghetto type of charm that makes all the homeboys swarm. Can I drop the bomb? Oh yes I can. Move with the groove, move like Gigi Dan. Who is the man? That kid there. Who is the chick with the pick in her hair? Angela or Davis, and we roll like Avis. Rent a car, kid, there you are. You know where to find me whenever you need me. If you know the app, follow the path to the land of the aftermath. But don't frolic in the midst, crazy-ass Brooklyn kids. Cause they always throwing a body on my lawn. I'm getting a rock wallop without a collar. Get off my block, boy, and give me a dollar for the trouble. Or get blown up like a bubble. Now let's take a sec to think back. Yeah, of the 7-0, but Brooklyn was the place to go. Flow on the journey up the Crown Heights. Ebbets feel, feel the real, the real on your life. Right, individuals live in the PJs. DE will check my DJ. Hey, play what I wanna play in the day. But in the night, I feel the right. Took the left, Bucktown, Brooklyn, break it down. Head from state to state, travel as I unravel the rate. How it taps Scott and Sutter. I remember way back in the days playing hot piece of butter. Brother, if you want another lesson, Session. Take your back, blacksmith and wrestle. Press your luck, you get stuck by buck for your box. Master Ace has the taste for ducks and duck sauce. So tell Lord Digger, dig a grave for the bones, sticks and stones. While I kick some ancient homes through your domes, act with back to attack your homes. So t- can I flip? Welcome everyone. Hey, is this is this? 
Is this thing on? I can't, I can't tell. Oh, it is. It's on. Hi. Knock, knock. Feminism. I can get my own fucking door, thanks. That's the precept of feminism. A lot of women in the 70s burned bras and read books so I can talk about my butthole on stage. Which incidentally looks like someone threw a hand grenade into a deli. The tiniest Arby's got the meats. So I'm obviously single. I'm so single. It's so awful. Um, I'm so nervous for this stupid two-minute thing tonight, you guys. I have to be totally honest. I hate competition so much that like I can't even remember anything. Uh, put your hands together for your first comedian, everybody. Wally Hippolito! Oh shit, what's up y'all? Happy Friday, happy Friday, how y'all doing? Good, good, you look. You two look snazzy. Where y'all heading off to after this? Only here? Damn, you're way too overdressed for this, bro. All right, uh, y'all have a good Thanksgiving? No, not at all? Dude, man, I feel bad for you. I had my first really good Thanksgiving. I had my first Thanksgiving ever last week. Yeah, I went I went down to SoCal with my girlfriend, spent it with her family. It was it was a good time, man. It was uh I thought it was going to be different because my uh my girlfriend's Puerto Rican, right? Like, but it was like it was just like any other Thanksgiving. You know, they had turkey, mashed potatoes, cream corn, a racist uncle. Like, it was honestly great, man. Like, it was it was so good that uh it was so authentic that the uncle even called me a gook. Yeah, you know, that's fun. You know, at least he knew I was Asian, right? You know, that's that's great, honestly. It's great. Um, what else? I, I realized I'm getting a little bit dumber because uh, all I watch now is action movies. Yeah, yeah, you know, there, there's not a lot of thought press process going on when you're watching the Terminator series all day, you know what I mean? Like, that's, that's really my thing. I, I recently watched um, Wakanda Forever. You guys know the Black Panther movie? Yeah, when, it was a great movie. I loved it. Um... I didn't think that uh I didn't think that I would I would be so sad while watching it, you know. It's 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 really heartfelt. I don't know where the fuck I'm going with that part. But uh anyways, um you guys have been keeping up with the Kanye? Keeping up with Kanye? There's some crazy shit, man. I think today he put up a swastika on his Twitter, which was insane. So Eli uh Elon Bandom, which is crazy. No, I feel bad for Kanye honestly because like you know, he's, uh, he's got a lot of mental issues, and he's asking for help for, like, the most obscure things, you know what I mean? Like, a couple weeks ago, he went, he talked to a reporter and said to him, like, hey, you know, my wife's fucking a man, a white man with a 10-inch dick, and nobody will help me. But it's like, bro, what do you want us to do, suck it for her? Like, that, like that's not going to happen, bro. Like, we've all seen the tapes. Like, she could do a really, she does a really good job on her own already, you know? Just like, but honestly, it was like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Like, if you've heard the song All of the Lights, he says, you know, restraining order, can't see my daughter. Her mother, brother, grandmother hate me in that order. And I just feel like, you know, he's been doing this to himself for the last couple years. It's kind of crazy, honestly. Cool. Um... What else did I want to go? Um, fuck, I fucking blanked out. Uh, oh, have you, have you? Do you guys have your uh, Spotify? Have you guys done your Spotify yearly wrap-ups? Yeah, I, I uh, no. Do you know what that is, man? It's, it's some bullshit that Spotify does every year to make. It shows you how many, how long, uh, how much music you've been listening to, or like what you've been listening to, right? It's the algorithm. Yeah, I have a. Uh, 
I like seeing other people's uh, Spotify yearly wrap-ups because it lets me know how, like, boring they are. You know, like, I had one of my friends. She always tells me, like, Wally, I'm a bad bitch. You know, nobody, nobody has a mind like mine. My mind's unique. It's like, okay, but you listen to Drake and Future for 24 hours a day, so I don't know, like, bitch, you're as basic as fuck, you know? All right, cool. Um, great set so far. Um... About Shen Yun, no. Uh, yeah, I, I was um, I was reflecting about the last couple of years of the pandemic, and uh, thank you. I was reflecting on the last couple of years of the pandemic, and um, I was honest. I'm like, that wasn't real, right, guys? Like those first, those two years of the pandemic was not real. I remember um, like people were doing sh weird shit that I didn't know could happen. Like I remember during the protest when George Floyd was mur murdered, there was a group of people who were crumping in front of cops. Now I don't know if you know what crumping is, but that's it, it, you got to look it look it up. All right, y'all. I'm Wally Hippolito. I'm gonna give the time back to the room, y'all. <laughs> Wally Hippolito, everyone. I know what crumping is. It was that weird dancing where you like kind of like jumped around. And yeah. I'm really old. I know what crumping is. Yeah, that's weird. I'm so old, I have to use reading glasses to pack my bong. Your next comedian, funny lady, put your hands together for Amy Stringer. Hello. Yeah, um, to, to f I, I have something about Kanye, too, to follow up with Wally. Um, I think I just think his downfall is timed so perfectly to the latest album release of Taylor Swift. Just just I think she engineered it, honestly. I think um, it was her like like she played the long game, like like ever since he took the mic from her in 2009 at the Grammys, she was like, OK, I see what's going on. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like uh, I don't. I don't have like anything else to say about that or a punchline. I just feel like she's severely underrated as a businesswoman. What I'm saying. Um, I I really I love witches. Um, thank you. I feel like I was a witch in a past life, or maybe I am still a witch. I I just love everything about them. Um, but I feel like they get a bad rap and like not much has changed since the Salem witch trials. Like, um, like yeah, they ate a kid or two every once in a while, but only the fucking annoying ones that deserved it. Like, you know what they say, witches say, double, double, toil and trouble, fuck around and find out. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I'll be like, I'll be like joking with a guy, you know, I'll be like talking with one of my guy friends. I'll be like, oh yeah, I'm a witch. And he'll be like, uh, I can see the terror in his eyes and I can like almost hear his thoughts going like, okay, how can we get her in a lake? <laughs> Where is the closest body of water and how can we make it look like an accident? I just, I feel like not much has changed. Hmm, let's see. Oh, I, I really, I, <laughs> I, I think looking at bookshelves, like other people's bookshelves, I love doing that. Like, it's such an intimate thing, seeing the books on another person's shelf. It's like a window into their soul, almost. 
And I was looking at my bookshelf the other day and I realized I have not read like 80% of the books on my bookshelf. And, and I was just thinking, what does that say about me? Like you say, they say you, you can never, you shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but that's all you can really judge me on because I don't know what's in them. Cool. Anyway, women squirting is fun. <laughs> yeah. Women, I, I, it's weird. Women squirting, like, like what's really going on there? Thank you. It poses a lot of philosophical questions for me. Like, um, if a tree falls in the forest and there's no one around to hear it, is squirting pee? I don't know. Yeah, we got a yes in the, in the back. Yeah. <laughs> there's always a guy who's like, yeah, it is. I know what I'm talking about. Uh, I don't know. I've heard a lot of different things. I think, you know, it's one of life's impossible conundrums. It's like Schrodinger's pussy. It's like, in theory, it might sound gross, but in practice, I have gotten nothing but rave reviews. Um, it's like the water park. Like, like, no one knows what's in that water. But who isn't having a blast? <laughs> All right, thank you. Goodbye. Amy Stringer. Your body is a water park. That's like, and every time I th hear the word water park, I think of John Mayer. <laughs> I don't know why. I just do. All right, your next comedian. I hope he hears from outside. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Sam McGavern. <laughs> What kind of crowd is this? I forgot to read the room. Oh, so, how long have you guys been doing audience for? All right. Are we laughing? Have we laughed yet? Have we gotten some laughs in tonight? That's a good thing. That is a good thing. I, uh, I couldn't get a sitter for this. My kid's outside in the car with a note on the window that says nothing valuable inside. All right. All right, all right. I hate San Francisco. I stepped on a syringe the other day. Now I'm vaccinated. It went right through my crock hole. All right, is this thing on? Cool. What's up, machine? Good to see your face, man. You're a hell of a good sight, man. You're, uh, who's this? Your lady. Hi, I'm Sam. Nice to meet you. Nice pink coat. Breast Cancer Awareness Month in the coldest month of the year. The nips are out. You know what I mean? Hell yeah. Cool. Love it. Love it. We're having fun here. This is good, man. I uh. I got a sign in my bedroom that says dead man's point. People have fallen to their deaths from this point. And sometimes I sit in my chair and I look at this big metal sign and I think about all the people that have fallen to their deaths since I stole it. All right, cool. I think I'm a pretty good guy though. On Sundays I go around the neighborhood and take the parking tickets off people's cars. I like to walk around other people's neighborhoods with a coffee mug so it looks like I live around, you know. Like got my got my coffee mug. What's up, neighbor? I live here, you know? Look at my coffee mug. Couldn't have gotten far, you know what I mean? Yeah. One time a guy stopped me, asked me if I was new to the neighborhood. I said, Yeah. He said he said, uh, what do you say? He goes, uh, oh, the homeowners association didn't let us know of a new homeowner. 
I, I told him that that's because I was going to tell everyone my. I, w I was going to introduce myself personally, uh, you know, because I have to legally because I'm a sex offender. So, all right, we didn't follow the premise. The punch didn't hit. That's okay. That's okay. We're moving on. Oh, I'm really into Ancest. I think my grandma's a babe. Yeah. Cool. She's got a body like an hourglass. Big feet, big head. And a thin vagina that has sand in it. All right. Do we like it? We hate it. All right. I'm, I'm just going to do two minutes tonight because I have a two-minute comedy competition that I'm going to that I'm going to do later so I don't want to I don't want to over practice you know what I mean all right I've been Sam have a good night Sam everyone bye are you going to slate um do it again oh have fun your next comedian runs a show well used to we don't know what's happening Duh, but uh, he's wonderful put your hands together everybody for Dan Britton for clapping oh god this is awful i'm standing in front of people and i can just you're all judging me and i'm so scared of you guys oh my god this is so scary i i fuck it like fuck all you guys i hate you all like i uh i really love comedy the art form but i hate comedy the lifestyle like comedy the art form is cool because it empowers me to say whatever i can say but Comedy the lifestyle means that I have to listen to people who are homeless even when I'm indoors, and I hate that. Are you homeless, ma'am? Then get a new jacket. Sorry, sorry, sorry. That was really bad. You're hanging out with this guy? <laughs> She's about to leave your ass, brother. I'm sorry. What did you say? Your name's Machine? Did you give your, yourself that nickname? I'm done talking to you. You're dumb. Okay. I recently read a book. Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, I'm not going to talk about that. Um, so Donald Trump recently had dinner with a known racist. And then whenever everybody was like, I didn't even know who that guy was. Everybody was like, you clearly knew who that guy was. And that guy was Kanye West, the known anti-Semite who went on record saying that slavery was a choice. Donald Trump is like, oh, yeah, I never heard of that guy. But in his defense, I mean, he probably never listened to the college dropout, so it's like, what are you going to do? None of my ideas are as entertaining as, or like as fascinating as you guys are, so I'm just going to talk to you. What's your name, dude? Yeah, no, the fucking chair. Yeah, you. What's your name, dude? Nice. All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. My name's Dan. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes whenever people meet me, I swear to God, they'll be like, oh, Dan, that's a cool name. Is that short for something? And I'll be like, uh, yeah, it's, sh it's short for Daniel. What's your name? Stu? Oh, what's that short for? Stupid? Thought so. The other thing I hate about comedy as a lifestyle is like you have to be active on social media to like try and prove to everybody like I'm a real comedian because I show 
Facebook, everything about my life, yada yada. Bunch of fucking pussies. You guys ever open Instagram or like any app and then you're like, there's nothing on this shit. And then you close it and then two seconds later you open it again and you ask yourself, like, what the fuck? Am I an idiot? And you're just there standing. People who just stand like the who have jobs that can just like stand there like this looking at their phone for hours at a time I just I don't have an opinion but it's not a nice opinion does that thank you very much Amy was talking about squirting the other day or squirting a few minutes ago I uh I had a girl <laughs> squirt on me the other day <laughs> it was fucking awesome man <laughs> Oh, God, these two people up here are just mortified. Sorry, boomers, I'm very open about my life. I was just, she was riding me cowgirl, and she just, it was like her vagina just exploded hot and ice liquid all over me, and <laughs> I was like, all right, I like this. So anyway, I like I like vaginas more than I like anal, but hey, good night. Keep your hands clapping for Dan Britton. <laughs> Clap your hands, because soon he'll have the clap. All right. I was trying to make a good segue there, but that was just mean. Uh, that was lovely. Your next comedian, oh, he's just a joy and a wonderment. Put your hands together for Josh Kotsky. Yay! Wait, Dan, did you see on Instagram? I uh, took a big shit this morning. So, uh, uh, I love Star Wars. I used to think it would be awesome if the Force was real, until I realized that the Jedi are really just a religious cult with superpowers, which would be terrifying in San Francisco. You're walking down Market, a man in a robe approaches you. You will buy tickets to Shen Yun. Love uh, documentaries too. I just saw this great one on Netflix about this uh, addiction study where these scientists put a rat in a cage with two buttons. Now pressing the first button would dispense cocaine and pressing the second button would dispense an Oreo cookie. Now, the scientists were trying to find which of the two substances is most addicting, but what they actually found is the world's luckiest rat. I, I, got, in a, I got in a fight with my girlfriend uh, a few nights ago, and it got really bad, um, like to the point where I had to ask her if she was breaking up with me. And she was like, Josh, breaking up with you is the last thing I want. So it's on her list. She just has some chores to do, you know? Uh, I feel like we're all getting stupider. I uh, <laughs> feel like we're all getting stupider. My family is for sure. Uh, my great-grandfather once told me that during World War II, he was a radar operator. And while manning his position, he would play mental chess with his colleagues. So no board, no pieces. They would just tell each other moves, and he would rem remember everything. And I need a notebook to memorize my dick jokes. Yeah, I don't know. It really is incredible, though. He once told me that he played a game of mental chess every single day that he was stationed at Pearl Harbor. Looking back, probably should have focused more on the radar, but hindsight's way to way. Thanks. We have, a, we have like a two-minute thing later, so I just want to see how many jokes I could get in two minutes. Um, like some of the comics know here, um, I was on Wheel of Fortune a while ago. Like, that's not a joke. I got to be on a game show, won a little bit of money, and it was cool. Um, so I, I like won the main round, got to the bonus round. The, the bonus puzzle was quite ambitious. And my guess was, that didn't go well. Um, 
a lot of people, when you tell them you've been on a game show, they'll be like, oh my god, you're so lucky, that sounds amazing. No one's ever like, what's it like to have a letter cost you one million dollars? I fucking hate the letter Q. I hate Qs, all right? What are they? Just places for British people to stand in line. I, I, I hate Q. <laughs> hate Q. They always complain. They're like, uh, nobody, nobody understands me without my friend here. And it's like, dude, shut up. That sounds like a you problem. <laughs> I have to. Um, it's also the most poorly placed in the gay alphabet. LGBTQ, they could have been the LGBTQs. You know? I don't know. But I, I hate Q, and I know I'm not the only person who feels this way, because um, I started an online forum for like-minded individuals. Uh, we called it Q Haters Anonymous. We have shortened it recently um, to QAnon, and it's not going well. Um, we've we've lost we've lost them recently. I'll just be like, guys, we hate Qs, and they'll be like, JFK is coming back, and I'm like, no, 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 no. We hate Qs, and they're like, Joe Biden's a lizard person. And I'm like, we hate Qs, and they're like, we hate Jews. And I'm like, that's close enough. I'm over it. All right, I got time for like one more. Um, took these self-driving cars, like the Waymos and all that, and now Microsoft is making their own self-driving car, which I don't trust at all. Like, I got pissed enough when Excel crashes on me, you know? That's how we're going to end it. All right, thanks, guys. Clap your hands together for Josh Katsky! What number are you tonight? <laughs> I'm in the I'm in like the I'm in the beginning. Uh yeah, I'll do my best. Put your hands together for your nice comedian, everybody. Phil Patrick! Yay! Right. So uh I uh, grew up in a household full of women and uh, they taught me to pee sitting down which I was embarrassed about that at first. Uh, and then I realized it's a lot better. So now I pee sitting down all the time, uh, but it can make the other guys at the urinal uncomfortable. Um, I think, I think jewelry is very confusing. We have rings on our toes and anklets. I don't even know what an anklet is. I think we should wear watches on our ankles. Uh, that way when I buy feet pics online, they're timestamped. We got a foot finder guy right there. Um, so, I have a question. We got some nature lovers here. Anybody a nature lover? Yeah. Uh, yeah, this guy. Okay. Do you think slutty butterflies have tattoos of people? Um, so I, I've got I've got a lot of friends getting married and having kids, and my fridge is just littered with photos. And I'm starting to wonder how long I should keep them on my fridge. Like, what is the separation point between a good friend and a serial killer on my fridge? So like I started organizing them by like blondes in the top left corner, you know, kids on the right and like virgins in the bottom. Okay, all right, I'll work on that one. Cool. Um, I was looking at a graph recently that was showing that the more sexual partners you have, the higher your chances of divorce. Um, nice. So anyways, basically showing more people you have sex with before marriage, the higher your chances of divorce, which is great for my anxiety because now when I have a one night stand, I just think, wow, this will devastate my future children. Um, I think we could do better with terminology, uh, wet dreams versus wetting the bed. How are like 12 year olds supposed to remember the difference? When I was a kid, I thought my, my friend wore diapers to sleepovers cause he had thick loads. 
Um, and then I got jealous and I was like, well, why, why don't I come that much? So then I looked online and read that if you drink more water, it can increase your load size. Um, so then before bed, I just drank a ton of water and, uh, now I just have a peeing fetish. I don't know if you guys have noticed, but dating apps, they've really escalated in tiers. Like a couple of years ago, um, there was like Tinder Gold, which allowed you to swipe more profiles. And now there's like Tinder Platinum, move your profile to the top. I'm really excited for next year. It's going to be Tinder Diamond. They literally cannot swipe no on your profile. All right, what else we got? Oh, yeah. So I was talking to, with my, my partner recently about sex and our sexual encounters. And... I think we realized that it's like we watched two different movies. So like when I when I think about the mo the sex we just had, I'm like, oh yeah, that was that was the extended edition, very long. And then she's like, I, I don't know, it was kind of more like a trailer. And I think the worst part about it is when she just like mixes up the character names. All right, so there was there was a teacher in San Jose recently, uh, and they got caught. It was, a, it was a female teacher, and she got caught going down on one of her students, and. I always think it's interesting seeing the different reactions when something like this happens. Like you'll see women on Facebook posting like, oh my God, that woman's the devil. She should rot in jail. And then you see all these old men and they're just like, fuck, I wish teachers existed like that back in my day. Well, the truth is those teachers did exist. Uh, they were just sucking the cool kid's dick. All right, I'm Phil Patrick. Thanks guys. Phil Patrick. Hooray. Oh, that was lovely. I always wanted to be a college professor, but uh, I, I just, I couldn't because I would fuck all of my students. Uh, your next comedian, such a funny lady, so excited that she's here. I haven't seen her in forever. I was just thinking about you. Put your hands together for Vicky Causal. Yay! Um, and here was my son. Uh, he's forced to sit through all my performances. That's how he pays his rent. <laughs> um, people often think we're a couple, you know, uh, they're like, uh, guys, are you a couple? You look so similar. If we look so similar, we are probably not a couple. Um, you know, I love open mics. My only problem with open mics is that I only have four minutes to tell my jokes. And in my case, it takes people four minutes to just get used to my accent so they can start listening to my jokes. <laughs> Um, you know, I tried fixing my accent, but it's a Russian-Ukrainian accent, one of the hardest to fix. I even went to a speech coach, and she told me to speak like an American, you've got to open your mouth wider, use your jaw. And I was like, that's exactly how you get yourself in trouble in my homeland. <laughs> by opening your mouth too much. Uh, see, my people have been watched by their government for so long, they evolved to speak with their mouth shut. Not an easy habit to break. You can hear people talk. <laughs> it's just who said what? That's impossible to determine. Um, I wanted to do stand-up comedy for a long time, but I was always conscious of my accent. Um, and I asked my friend, who is very culturally inclined, uh, do you think it's OK if someone who speaks with a funny accent tells jokes on stage? And he's like, uh, as long as your jokes are funnier than your accent, it's OK. <laughs> um, I, I saw a dream a couple of days ago, um, and in it I let a genie out of a you know magic lamp, and he said he's gonna grant me three wishes, and I said, okay, wish number one, I wanna be um, rich. Surprise, surprise. 
be like, oh, that's easy, you know, you're rich now. Uh, wish number two, I want to be happy, because what's the point of being rich if you're not happy? I don't want to end up like those rich people who hang themselves, right? They have everything and, and they end their lives. Uh, very, very easy, he said, uh, smart, smart move. Um, you are happy now. Um, and then I was like, you know what, since I'm rich and happy, my third uh, wish is to live forever, so please grant me immortality. And he's like, nope. Impossible because you know the 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 way the world structured and things connected with each other uh, prohibits that you know uh, the, uh, humans should be fearful of death. Uh, so no no genie in the world no deity no no um, sorcerer is gonna is gonna do it for you wish for something else. I'm like uh, okay okay how about you fix my accent? And he thought and thought and thought and then he said. Uh, how long did you say you wanted to live forever? Done. Because <laughs> uh, you know, the way you say three wishes, the way you say three wishes, I don't think there was a genie or a deity or a sorcerer in the world who can fix that. <laughs> um, uh, you know, people often ask me if Russian language is difficult to learn. Uh, learning is manageable, forgetting is impossible. Uh, I've been trying for 30 years to get it out of my mind, uh, and I and I can't. Uh, no luck so far. Um, I think the problem with me is that I'm linguistically monogamous. You know, <laughs> uh, you know. Once I learn a language, I stuck with it. I have a friend who has an incredible ear for different languages. You know, she can she can listen to a conversation of tourists and pinpoint to exactly the map where they came from, like, oh, these people are from Italy, these people are from Greece, these people are from um, Ireland, th th these people are from um, uh, Saudi Arabia. And, you know, I I'm just, it blows my mind. I, I can't hear any of those nuances. None of those nuances. To me, all these people came from La La Land. Because all I can hear them say is La La La, La La La, or English, or La La La. That's my time, guys. Thank you so much. Hooray for Vicky Cozzle. And then, yay. I love her accent. And you brought me like a Kiev cake. Hell yeah. Uh, your next comedian, new to the scene, making waves, writing jokes, being great. Put your hands together for Sean Durham. Yay. All right, all right. How are we doing? I'm going to be heavily using notes tonight, so. Uh, I lost uh, 40 pounds over the pandemic. Thank you. Thank you. Chemo's going horribly. No, but uh, I, I did lose 40 pounds, and uh, people started making the comment, uh, like, uh, oh, you look so good, which is kind of fucked up for me, because losing weight didn't really fix any of the things I thought were wrong with my body. Like, losing that weight didn't give me eyebrows or make my head fit in hats properly. Now I actually lost a uh, weight over a health concern and that uh, health concern was that I uh, couldn't stop shitting myself actually. Yeah, every fart became like a gamble and I was losing bets all the time. It was the worst game of craps. That was a new one. Okay. No, uh, it did get to a point, though, where, like, um, I just, if I was in public, I had to hold the fart in until, like, it was absorbed into my body. 
And, uh, and yeah, it just wasn't worth the risk of having to like waddle over to a bathroom and scrub the Taco Bell meat out of my underwear. Terrible. Okay, I'm going to go to a completely new one, so bear with me here. Uh, okay, yeah, 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 wait, I remember the beginning of it. Uh, has anyone here seen the film uh, Bang Bus? Okay, we got one. No, oh, I do like asking that question, though, because uh, it gets a little hesitation since we are like the age of uh, ethical porn, and Bang Bus is not ethical because uh, they don't wear seatbelts. No, but um, I uh, if you haven't heard about Bang Bus, Bang Bus is a a film, a porn where uh, they pull up on random men in this bus, right? And they use a naked woman to ask them if they like want to come on the bus and prematurely ejaculate on camera for all their family and friends to see. And uh. It's a cool, it's a cool porn. I like it, you know. I've really only watched it though, like one or two hundred times. But uh, it is interesting to me that that was like my fantasy for a while. That someone would just like come up to me and ask me if they if I want to have sex with them, because that's kind of like reckless behavior for me. Because most times I'm walking around with just like this like musty aroma coming from me. Like I need time to prepare for that shit. Like I said, new shit, so I have no idea where. Uh, I also, like, I don't carry condoms with me on a daily basis. I actually think that would be kind of weird if I just always had a condom on me ready for that. Because, like, I work with children. And uh, if I just accidentally dropped a condom on the floor, I don't know how to explain myself out of that. Like, no, no, it's not weird. I always have a condom on me when I come to school. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening to that shitty joke. Keep your hands clapping for Chandra. As condoms, that's cool. Back in the day when weed was illegal, one time I had weed in my backpack, and then the drug dogs came in, and then I was so lucky because a kid had weed in his bag, so I didn't get in trouble. Yay! I got to teach for a whole nother year. Your next comedian, clap your hands together for Ajay Damodaran. How you guys doing? We doing? We feeling good? You feeling good? Make some noise if you're not a comedian. You, you guys, you guys hesitated a second there. You're like, I could do this shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Everybody that's walking into this bathroom, by the way, if you're curious, they're just doing coke. That's that's the reason. That's the coke bathroom. Um. Okay, I'm gonna do some jokes. I uh, I'm dark skin. I'm pretty dark skin. I got bullied for it a lot when I was a kid. Um. One thing that people like. It's a really egregious thing that people say, like, little kids are, like, racist, right? So, like, little kids, like, little light-skinned kids will walk up to me and be like, oh, your skin's the color of poop. So, I would always, like, politely respond and be like, well, your skin's the color of bird poop, so I don't know. It's, if it's, for we're, we're all, like, if you're that much better, you know? Like, if you go swimming at the beach and a seagull takes a shit on you, you're not going to notice for a while, so... That's a weird joke. All right. Um, I wish I was that cool to say that shit when I was like a child. There's no way I would have had a zinger like that. I, uh, um, yeah. I, I, I think both my parents. Uh, they're 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 great people. My mom's like a well accomplished engineer. My dad's like a seasoned academic. 
And I feel like my older brother got like their best qualities, right? Like my mom, my older brother got like my mom's work ethic and like my dad's money. And, uh, I got like their worst qualities, right? Like I got my, I'm like antisocial, like my dad and I grow a mustache like my mom. So, okay. I don't know about that. Um, I, uh, I'm a very paranoid person. I don't trust dentists. I, uh, I feel like they, they're just untrustworthy people. They, they, they say that like poor dental health leads to memory loss. Have you guys heard that? Cause apparently like it, the bacteria or some sh I don't, it sounds like bullshit to me. Cause like I, I, I make that justification cause I have bad teeth coverage. Like I don't have good, it just, that just sounds like a threat. Honestly, that just sounds like a threat. Right, like you walk into you walk into the dentist office. You're like dentist office, oh, doc. I'm sorry, I'm late. I forgot where my keys were. He's like, yeah, it's because you're a terrible flosser. Uh, you don't you don't want to forget your first kiss. You better get a root canal. Uh, okay, that's that was so much funnier in my head, dude. Oh my god, that's crazy. Uh, I recently saw somebody got get their uh, catalytic converter stolen. Um, I I wasn't like trying to like get I wasn't like a betting aiding a betting like a crime I was just sitting in like a car across the street talking to my friend and like we were catching up and like you know you ever had that like moment where like you're having a conversation with somebody and you're kind of seeing like what's happening in front of you but not really like that happened and I just saw this dude like run away and I felt really bad like I feel I felt like I could have stopped it like we could have done something but like I wanted to go talk to the family because they ran outside trying to chase the dude. But, like, there's no way I could approach them and be like, oh, like, I'm so sorry. We saw everything. And they'd be like, what the fuck? Why didn't you say anything? Why didn't you stop it? I'd be like, well, Sam's having difficulty finding friends in Sacramento. So we were kind of dealing with that. I don't know if your thing's that important. Sorry. Okay, that was weird. Um, R. Kelly's still in prison. So don't worry. Uh, violent shift in tone. Uh, yeah, he's still in prison. Um, if, you got, if you're not familiar, R. Kelly's this R&B singer uh, who had a song entitled Ignition. Um, and, uh, sadly the ignition turned out to be for a white van with tinted windows, but, uh, yeah, that's, he, uh, he's in prison and I'm kind of glad that he's in prison because this, this will also give him the opportunity to learn how to like read because he doesn't know how to do that. But I also feel like he should brush up on other subjects like math, right? Cause like, otherwise that situation will still end up the same, right? Like he'll be talking to a girl that he's about to fuck. Like you look a little bit suspicious. Let me see some ID, right? And read the ID be like. Oh, you were born in 2009? Okay, I thought you were a kid. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, that's too fast and too too little. Um, you guys have been an audience. Thank you. Have a nice night. Newman Jake, everyone. I mean, I'm sorry. That's Ajay Damodaran. Newman's supposed to be next, but he's not here yet, and neither is uh, Art. So um, I'm going to do mine right now, and then we'll see. And if Because I don't want to just throw you up on stage, Kavita, because you would be next. But I don't want to just throw you up. So, But just so we know the rest of the list, we're waiting for Mark Neuer. We're waiting for Newman. We're waiting. Thank you. We're waiting for Art. And, um, and then it's Kavita and then Steve. And then Colin's not here yet. Sam, Sam West is here. Candace is here. Raphael's here. John Gallagher's here. And then Ron. Just letting you guys know what's going on so you're not confused. Uh, Machine, Steve, I said, I'm sorry. Machine, you're after Kavada. I'm reading it off a screen. No, I'm looking over here. Um, all right. I'm, clap it up for me. Yay. <laughs> knock, knock. Feminism. I can get my own fucking door. Thanks. <laughs> The precept of feminism? I don't know. 
lot of women in the 70s burn bras and read books so I can talk about my butthole on stage. <laughs> Which incidentally looks like someone threw a hand grenade into a deli. It's the tiniest Arby's. It's got the meats. <laughs> I'm so single! <laughs> I wonder why. One of the reasons is that I've never internet dated. I've never had a Bumble or a OkCupid, a Farmers Only, not even a Craigslist misconnection, nothing. And so I asked one of my friends, hey, if I'm gonna jump into this internet dating, what do I do? And she said, well, you should raise the bar really high. And then I asked one of my guy friends and he said, lower that bar way down, way, way down. Can't we just meet at the bar? Like in person, talk, have a little drink? So I was outside a bar smoking, trying to meet cute men, and a fire truck rolled up, and out of it poured hot, I mean gorgeous, costumed firemen, just with like axes, and they were spilling out, they were running up the stairs, and one of them, we, I caught eyes with him, and he like looked at me, and I was like, oh yeah, and then they ran up the stairs, and they weren't up there for very long, so it was probably like an opiate overdose or something, I don't know, San Francisco, and they came back down, and he looked at me again, and I smiled at him and he smiled at me and I waved and he waved back. Oh my God, he rang the bell, ding, ding. And we were vibing, we were vibing. So I'm so stupid, I'm so stupid because I didn't write down the number of the truck. How am I supposed to find this gorgeous fireman ever again? So my plan is that next week, I'm gonna go back on the same day at the same time and I'm going to pay a questionably housed man $20 to start a garbage fire. Woo, woo, woo. You see, that's my version of Tinder. See how I did that? Oh, it's too long. I see that was two minutes and 22 seconds. I got to tighten it up. Okay, so that's, that's the first joke. Or I can choose between that opening with then the butthole, and then I would say, how do you shave a hemorrhoid? Is that more of a plucking issue? Riddle me that, Gillette. Right? Like, Gillette razors introduced to the American public in 1904. And ladies, in 1904, we couldn't flash a hairy ankle without being a disgusting slut. And now if we don't shave from our big toe to our twat like a four-year-old girl, I'm a disgusting slut that no one wants to sleep with. <laughs> Gillette, the best a man can get. I'll never be good enough. I have so many pubes. It's like I have a kitten in a headlock. You, you can pet it. I was born in 1974. I have the bush to match. It is dank. It, it is swampy, and no one can find Charlie. <laughs> so I named my clitoris Charlie. You're too young for the Vietnam reference. It's okay. Gillette, the best a man can get. I'll never be good enough. Do you hear about the new Gillette razor? This is crazy, 13 blades, 13 blades for the closest shave and the seventh blade is easily removable so you can slit your throat in the shower because you'll never be good enough. J'ai le mieux, on puisse savoir. Je ne serai jamais assez bon. Oui, je parle français. Trained as a ballerina for 23 years, classical piano for 13, two master's degrees. This is what a dream deferred looks like. Okay, that's, so group, joke, joke A or joke B? B, 
Gillette, I'm so much more comfortable with that joke. Okay, everyone says B. Okay, thanks guys. Yay, your next comedian. Clap for me, yay. There's more punchlines in B. There's a lot more punchlines. Put your hands together for your next comedian, everybody. Newman Shake, woo! Yeah, what's up, guys? How are we doing? You good? You look fancy. I like that. Yeah, um, a little bit about me. I'm part of a Gen Z. And a lot of people say Gen Z is like really unpatriotic and everything, but I don't believe that because I think we're the only generation that's never going to forget 9-11. Mostly because we can't remember it, but... All right. Um, I drool a lot in my sleep. I drool a lot. And I was sleeping with this girl recently, and she got mad at me for drooling, which I didn't think was fair, because she spit in my mouth like 20 minutes ago, so. Yeah, I, um, and I think homeless guys are like really good at sex. And let that, do you believe that? Yeah, all right. Nice, I just want to, I just want to know if I'm not alone. Nah, because like if you're, if you're like a woman and you bring like a homeless guy back to your place, He's going to do whatever it takes to last as long as possible, just so he can stay inside for as long as possible, you know? Like that's, yeah, working on it. I, uh, I feel like the Apple screen time feature, that's a weird feature on your phone, because that's a feature that makes you feel bad about using that product too much. Like, no other company can get away with that. Like, McDonald's can't have a thing where they're like, if you, pl if you eat here more than three times a week, we're going to call you a fat fuck, you know? Like, that's not... Something they can do. Um, there's kind of like Indian people have this reputation for not being like traditionally attractive, which I don't think is like true. Cause like I was talking to like my gay friend recently, and he was like, "I really like hairy men," and I'm like, "You're gonna love my uncles," cause that's all right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Again, I'm part of Gen Z, but I think Gen Z and millennials are pretty much the same. You know, like we're really progressive. And like really poor. Like I think the only difference between Gen Z and Millennials, I feel like Millennials grew up dreaming about buying a house, only to be real, dis real disappointed. And then I grew up being like, wow, I really want a dishwasher. You know, that would be dope. I don't have a dishwasher in my house. That's yeah. I feel like real. I'm a big fan of reality TV. I like reality TV because it makes me feel better about how I'm doing as a person. Like, I'm very single right now. You guys could tell. Very single. I was, like, watching The Bachelor, and I was like, you know what? I've never been desperate enough to go to ABC for help. You know, that's not. I also, I'm a big fan of HGTV. I like HGTV because that's the only network that's explicitly saying, fuck poor people, you know? Like, have you guys watched that show, Fixer Upper? No, nah, it's a weird show. Man. It's a show where someone has a leaky faucet, and their solution is to destroy their entire home and build a new one. Yeah, I feel like the solution, I, I feel like HGTV wants to be more relatable. They need to make a spinoff of House Hunters and just call it Risky Rentals, where there's a bunch of 20-somethings looking at that closet they stuffed Harry Potter and being like, you know what, it's possible. Like, it's okay, all right. Um, What else do I want to do? Well, I think that's all I got. Goodbye, people. Shake everyone, giving his time back to the room. What a sweetheart. Keep your hands clapping for your next comedian, Kavita Singh. Yay! Time. 
Um, okay, my, my friend, she's the hardest time rejecting people, okay? She's a hard time rejecting guys because she's so worried about offending them that she will never shoot straight. And I'm like, dude, you know, you're never, you're just wasting your time and his. Like, you just have to be straightforward and, and gentle. Like, the last guy that I rejected, I sent him a vase of flowers, you know, with a note that said, the last time we kissed, I felt nothing. And I think that's the exact right way to do it. Okay. <laughs> um, no, I, but I, I think something that's so challenging about rejection is that no matter how lightly it's put, it's so impossible to like not get offended. Um, I had this guy text me once and he was like, hi, just wanted to let you know that I am no longer interested slash not feeling it. Uh, glad we can reset and realign expectations. I was like, to whom it may concern, I was not expecting a return letter from you as it has been six months since we last chatted. I have since received numerous offers from other men um, and you should see their compensation packages. They, they, are, they are engorged. I've been hospitalized. Let me know if you're still interested in three months. <laughs> um, so I, I, I'm less, uh, so I, I have a journal, okay? It's kind of, that's just like a glorified, less shameful way of saying I have a diary. But I, I write everything in my journal. Um, so, but sometimes even in my own safe space, I won't, like I'm still self-conscious. Like I'll throw tidbits of news in it every day just so that I can see multidimensional. Like I'll just be like, today China's been putting Muslims in camps. On to normal business. Pooch is a bitch. You know, it's just. Yeah. Um, but my best friend, my best friend read my journal uh, once. We were in a fight. We were in a fight. And I was being passive aggressive. So she went into my journal and she just read me like tearing her to shreds. And I found out because she took a photo on her phone. And when I went through her phone, I saw the photo. And uh, so. But immediately I was, I was like, thank God, because I wrote some nasty stuff. So I was like, thank God, because had she turned the page, I would have lost the fight, but like for the wrong reasons. Like I'd much rather prefer her read like, why is Pooja being such an asshole versus like every day it gets harder to get out of bed. She would just be like, oh yeah, she probably needs this win. Okay, you guys are great. Um... So, okay, the last thing I'll say is that um, I, was a, I was a part of a sorority for one year. But then I left. I left, okay? Um, the thing that did it was uh, leadership made us do this poster campaign for sexual assault awareness on campus. And the tagline was, consent is sexy. Like, I didn't know consent was a suggestion. You know? And also, why, like, why is sexiness the incentive for asking for consent? Like, why can't you just not be a rapist? Feels like a very basic ask. Okay, that's all I have for you guys. Thank you. <laughs> Clap for Kavadasing. She needs the win, everybody. <laughs> Put your hands. Keep your hands clapping for your next comedian. It's Art Gaji Galistan. Yay! Hello, everybody. I just started coming like a month ago and I got a confession. There's one simple thing I don't know what to do. It's adjust the mic. 
I'm gonna try it right now. Yeah, that was easier than I thought. All right. Um, I'm from San Francisco, but I think San Francisco is weird because in San Francisco, it's easier to come out as gay than it is as a Joe Rogan fan. You know what I mean? Um, I'm single. I've been trying to date, and the other date I went, the other day I went on a date with a girl, and she shows up. She's wearing a shirt that says "My Body, My Choice." Now, look, guys, I agree with that statement. You know how they tell you not to talk about politics on the first date? And she showed up looking like a picket sign. You know what I mean? And she was like real top-heavy, but she has skinny legs. So I feel like I could just pick her up and go to a pro-choice rally. We sit down to eat, and she starts talking my ear off about how my body, my choice is such a powerful statement, right? She gives me examples. She's like, Roy versus Wade. Nobody should tell women what to do with their bodies. It's their body, their choice goes on she's like same thing with transgender people nobody should tell them what to do with their body it's their body their choice and she goes on and on and on about my body my choice and i'm just wondering how come your body chose to be so disproportionate i tried to change the subject because it's getting kind of awkward right so i was like i tried to ask an innocent question i'm like do you have any siblings she's like yeah i had a brother but he committed suicide I'm like, gosh, this date is not going well. I'm like, I'm wondering if he did it because he had to listen to you talk all the time. Okay, but at this point, I feel bad for her because she goes, you know, I've been in therapy because I've been battling with these thoughts that I could have stopped him from doing it, right? I could have prevented it. And I tell her, it's like, no, no, don't say that, you know. It's his body, his choice. A little dark, I know. Um, another date, and this is why I'm single, because I'm an asshole. So I went on a date with this girl, and she's a couples therapist. So she tried to woman-splain to me what love languages are. She goes, like, my love languages are... My love languages are words of affirmation and physical touch. That means I like compliments, and I like to be cuddled. So I mansplained to her. I'm like, that's not what it means. Love languages are actually codes for what type of red flag the person has. Like, let me give you an example. For example, words of affirmation, it means you're insecure. Quality time means you're clingy. Acts of service, needy. Gifts, gold digger. And physical touch, that's the obvious one, you're a hoe. So she got offended. She's like, first, are you calling me an insecure hoe? First of all, I'm not a hoe. Second of all, I'm not insecure. Do you think I'm insecure? I don't think I'm insecure. Do you think I'm insecure? Why do you think I'm insecure? I'm not insecure. Do you really think I'm insecure? I was like, no. And then we fucked. All right, thank you guys. And now we do it like this. We did Keep your hands clapping for art, everyone. Your next comedian, a great audience member, new to comedy himself. Put your hands together for Machine. Yay! Oh, why do I have to follow the best guy in the fucking house? Well done, mate. <laughs> hey, bitches. I mean, what I, what I really mean is... Uh, my non-canine, feline, wannabe, biometrically opposed sheeple. That's you lot, by the way, just in case you're wondering. How's the non-conforming working out there with all the conforming that you're fucking having to do every day of your lives? 
Um, I've got something serious to talk about here. It's BYG. Does anyone know what BYG is? Brittany Yvette Griner. You know, she's trying to get, they're trying to uh, swap her for uh, Victor Bout, also known as the Merchant of Death. You know, she's a basketball player from the Phoenix, from Phoenix, uh, who's in uh, Russia for um, for taking some hash oil over to Russia. Well, they were they offered they offered the swap her for Victor Bout, but do you know that guy? You know how homophobic and racist and sexist you have to be to deny yourself freedom after twelve years in prison because you're getting swapped for a black pot smoking lesbian capitalist. You know, so on to Spotify, Spotify, fucking hell, Spotify, I, I've, mine's wrapped up now, it's uh, Business Dicks, if you haven't heard of Business Dicks, you'll see Business Dicks on Spotify, my wrap up for the year is Business Dicks, no, you should just check them out, they're fucking awesome, I'm the lead singer, <laughs> and I only play my songs on there just to get those 173, 173 listens for the year, once every two days. And that's really all it has. Well, Brittany Yvette Grimer, they should have changed that round. Putin should have just switched it all round and said, we want Victor Bout, we want him now. But what you should do, Biden, you should, uh, we'll give you BYG, Brittany Yvette Griner, but you have to release the 7 million non-violent pot smokers that you have incarcerated in, in America. He should have just turned it round, and that would have been a fair swap, I think. Victor Bout for... 7.7 million plus BYG. That would have saved the, the American public $280 billion for having them incarcerated, and their tax their taxes would have paid another $25 billion, which would have uh, would have almost offset the student loan forgiveness debt, about of which is $30 billion. So they should have just fucking done that. That would have been a perfect, perfect right, swap. But they don't want to do that because they're all fucking racist, homophobic, fucking uh, misogynists. Well, BYG, I really feel for her because four times in my life I have nearly fucking, actually, I have actually flown with drugs unwittingly. And I have, uh, <laughs> my best one was actually flying to Australia just before the pandemic on 8th of February, um, 8th of February, um, 2020. I get on the plane to Australia. I've only booked the ticket at noon and I'm flying there at 8.30 at night. I fucking get on the plane, didn't realise you were not allowed any THC or CBD at the time into Australia. I read the pamphlet. I was like, holy fuck, I've got a month's worth here and I'm only there for the weekend. What did I have to fucking do? And I'm not even kidding, I had to eat the whole fucking lot. The 15 hour flight, Fucking popped it all before we fucking flew because it was a one year in prison, five thousand dollar fine, and banned from Australia where my where my family live. I'm from Scotland, but so I fucking popped the whole lot. I wake up in Australia fifteen hours later. It was fucking awesome. I'm wearing a full business suit. It's ninety six degrees Fahrenheit, and it's a ninety five percent humidity that day. So I'm walking down. I'm walking with this fucking suit on, absolutely out of my mind. And they say, Mr. Wilson, we have to. Uh, I have to take you to the side for a second screening here. I was like, okay, no worries. And they're like, we just noticed that you're wearing a business suit. Everyone else is wearing shorts and flip-flops. I was like, yeah, I'm going to my brother's birthday. They're like, well, we see that you just booked your flight at, eight at noon this afternoon to get on the 8.30. And I was like, yeah, 
He goes, well, didn't you know it was your brother's birthday, like, before this? I was like, yeah, but he said I couldn't make it. And I said, fuck it, got out the drunk the night before, booked the flight, and got down. He's like, well, Mr. Wilson, you've only got one bag with you. Do you have any drugs in it? I was like, no, I ate them all. <laughs> and they went, you did what? And I told them the whole story about eating them all. They're like, are you high just now? I'm like, I'm out my fucking mind. And they were like, okay, Mr. Wilson, you're being very honest with it, but why are you wearing the business? He was like... I'm in a band called Business Dicks, and I pulled it up. I pulled it up, <laughs> pulled it up on there, and the Australian, the Australian Border Patrol are fucking awesome. They went, "Holy fuck, it is you!" He goes, "Play us a song." So I put on a couple of, put on a song. Suddenly there are five of them there going, "Hell, that's shit. That music's terrible." Are you, pl- are you going to be playing music over here? And I'm like, "No, I'm going to my brother's birthday," and they're like. So you have no more drugs on you. So they, they, they totally searched my whole thing. I fucking left both my passports there. I've got to wind it up here. It's a long story, but I left both my passports there. Went to get the train, got on the train, forgot my passports, went back to Border Patrol an hour later, and they came in and they all laughed at me and said, you are out your fucking mind, bro. And they let me go. And I flew back two days later with no uh, CBD at all. all. Right, thank you. Machine, everyone! Glab your hands for your next comedian, everybody. It's Colin Braun! Thank you. Uh, I know I'm normally very cheerful, uh, but I'm bummed out my neighbor died. Jim. Jim was a... He was a great man. I really came to know him very well. He was from Ohio or New Hampshire or something. But uh, he lived a very full, very fascinating life. His mom, he had a white mother that loved him and a black lung. <laughs> that killed him. He um, was an interesting guy. He, he was a business owner. He owned a business for 40 years in the Castro. They sold um, dildos and blow-up dolls and butt plugs and fleshlights, all of them used. It was called Everything's Fucked. Jim, uh, Jim had a couple of pets. He had a dog named Loneliness. And uh, he had a cat named Herpes. Now, Herpes is tricky. I, I wrote all this this evening, sorry. <clears throat> herpes is hard to keep under control. It seems like Herpes is always breaking out. Herpes will go and herpes will come back. And even when herpes disappears for a long, long time and you think herpes is gone forever, you look down and suddenly, there's herpes. Just begging to be scratched. And (sighs) seems like everybody in my neighborhood has had a little run-in with herpes. My friend caught herpes in the kitchen once. I have another friend who caught herpes on the bus. And this is funny, seven people have caught herpes on the same park bench. I caught herpes through a hole in the wall. That's actually how I met Jim in the first place. That was embarrassing. He said, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Oh my, it's never been broken out like this. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm, I can handle herpes. I'm not afraid of herpes. Loneliness, on the other hand, is intimidating. Loneliness is powerful. Loneliness, I think, could probably drag you to a very dark place if it wanted to, but 
really it's the stink. Loneliness does stink. Whenever I went to Jim's house, I was always struck by the stench of loneliness. But you know, I've, I've found with some time that loneliness is actually quite warm and loneliness can be very comforting. Um, hold on. In fact, I would say that I like loneliness more than I like some people. <clears throat> loneliness will shrink away when guests come to the front door and slowly come right back in as soon as they leave. Herpes, on the other hand, seems to show up 20 minutes before anybody comes over. <clears throat> in his final days, it seemed that really all that Jim had was loneliness and herpes. And when he died, the question of responsibility was easy to settle. I had spent so much time with Jim that getting herpes only seemed inevitable. <clears throat> and I just can't seem to fight loneliness away. So now, loneliness, wait, hold on. Loneliness follows me wherever I go. There we go. <clears throat> and now most nights I sit on the couch, slowly getting squeezed to the edge by loneliness and with herpes in my lap. Thank you and good night. Colin Braun, everyone. Jim is not real, nobody died. Yay, Colin Braun. That was a wonderfully tortured metaphor, and I loved every second of it. Your next comedian, clap your hands together for Sam West. Yay! All right, what's up, everybody? I'm gonna try a few new things after a few old things, after a few medium things. I uh, I don't have a drug problem because I can't do basic household chores anymore without messing up. Like today, I messed up vacuum cleaning. Here's what happened. Got so high, I didn't realize my headphones were turned up so loud. My vacuum was off the entire time. I was like, fuck, man. I just gave my house a 47-minute belly rub. Then I did the math and realized, oh, now I have 13 minutes left to brush its teeth with the mop. Growing up, my father was a single father. He had to learn a lot the hard way, you know? I remember one night, I found the monster under my bed, masturbating. I did what any terrified child would do. I called out for my father. Daddy, daddy. And he came so fast. All right, all right, let's get silly again. Do you guys, you guys ever wonder if carrots and pumpkins get jealous that oranges won the color? I'm not into promiscuous hookups, you know, things without strings attached. Like, I like the strings. Give me the strings. That's why I only fuck puppets now. Had to break it off with Pinocchio last week. Broke my heart because I really liked the guy, but he kept saying excessively kinky shit during sex, like, I'm a real boy. Now I'm going steady with the sock puppet I keep next to my bed. All right, I'm going to try a few new things. This might go terribly, but that's why we're here, right? <clears throat> I don't want Amazon to know what the inside of my house looks like. So from time to time, I like to put my Roomba vacuum on a treadmill. And I like to think maybe Jeff Bezos is going crazy trying to figure out why I have a four-mile hallway going through my house. My dad always warned me against pot. He said, it makes you lazy. 
I said, hey, Dad, shouldn't we take down those Christmas decorations now that it's mid-July? You can't try to teach me life lessons while our lawn looks like an unlockable level in Candyland. Why is it easier to get your, get on, <laughs> start over. Why is it easier to get registered as a sex offender than it is to register your car at the DMV? Like I went to get my car registered. All I had to do was make an appointment. I had to make an appointment, wait in line, pay a bunch of money. But if you want to get registered as a sex offender, they do that shit for you. You don't have to do anything. It would suck if you did have to do something now. Like you had to go to the DMV for that. They call your name up. You go with your ticket. They're like, what are you here for? Registry? Your car? Regi no. Registry? I said it's new shit, all right? <laughs> um, two more things, all right? I recently lost my job. Spent an entire week looking everywhere, retracing my steps. I finally found that I was so excited. Went back to work. They were so mad I had been missing the last week. They fired me. I have a terrible compulsion to sort and organize everything I see. My girlfriend says I should go to the doctor and get checked out for OCD, which drives me fucking crazy because it's not an alphabetical order. All right, I'll end with this. No, I'll give you guys some time. Thanks for, <laughs> thanks for listening. Clap your hands for Sam West. Yay. Your next comedian. Keep your hands clapping for Candace Burge. Yay. Why are there cookies up here? Can I eat them? Wow. This is, uh, guys, this is my first time doing this. It, um, uh, <laughs> under the name Candace Burge, which is not my name, but I think it's hilarious, Pam. <laughs> Candy B. Steele is my name. Benj is my middle name. So in looks like R, it's fine. And it's, it's not my first time doing this at all, um, like the sixth time, but it is my first time that I've been thinking about, like, can I turn eating a cookie into a joke? It's my first, first time for that. It's also my first time, I have a list of other things that make it me not a liar. It's my first time doing this on Zyprexa, which is an antipsychotic <laughs> that I discovered I needed after my first five times of doing comedy up here. Um, it's also my first time doing this, I don't, uh, <laughs> it's my first time doing this where I wrote anything down. I guess that's a side effect. Um, my first time doing this in an America where robots have a license to kill, but women aren't guaranteed access to an abortion. You guys hear about this? Fucked up, not a joke, just a fucked up thing I wanted to talk about. Um, so robots have more, more rights than me. Uh, I find that disturbing. I'm gonna have to work on adding some funny stuff in here. Uh, okay. Oh, so um, before I was on this antipsychotic, I was on a different drug that I think was a pro-psychotic. It was not helping me. And um, it, it landed me in a mental institution. Wow, that's a whole thing. That's a whole real thing that we do to humans to help them. It is insane. Anyways, so I, I go into therapy, and um, I hope I can get to the end of this so that you feel like I'm healthy and happy, because I, I am actually much more stable. <laughs> um, but I go in, into therapy, and I'm having a psychotic, 
psychotic break, they call it. And uh, therapist is gonna call a 5150. Do you guys know what a 5150 is? So if it, for the one, like no, because all of the comics have been 5150 apparently. <laughs> for the one person who shook their head no, that's like you lose your civil liberties for 72 hours because you're too crazy to be trusted. Um, and it's a whole to do. And my therapist was like, I'm gonna call a 5150 for you. And I, I've been with my therapist for a long time, so I trust her. And I was like, you do you. The hottest paramedics came. Ooh. And um, are there any like theater nerds? Did anybody study theater or read plays? Okay, maybe, maybe this will be funny to you. The very cute paramedics come in and I'm having my psychotic break and I look at them and I go, I've always depended on the kindnesses of strangers. <laughs> and that is funny to Pam and Pam only, but Streetcar Named Desire, Blanche Dubois, before she gets taken to a mental hospital, that's how crazy I was. I was quoting Tennessee Williams. Um, oh yeah, so in my last minute, I'm just gonna wrap up and say, I think I'm gonna stop. <laughs> I think I'm gonna stop, but I'm ahead of time. Uh, thank you, Pam, for letting me be crazy up here, and thank you for also letting me be not crazy. I'm gonna take one of these cookies now. Hey, Stella! No, keep it going for Candace! Yay! I'm so glad that I knew what play you were talking about. Like, I... I was a theater major in college. I just, some things you'd never forget uh, after you read a book. Your next comedian, he's been so patient here this whole night. Clap your hands together for Raphael Wolfgang. How are we doing tonight, guys? Hell yeah, hell yeah. We got a beautiful crowd here tonight. Dude, that was a really funny story about, you know, the car, car registration. That was a funny joke. You know, you don't have to do anything to get registered as a sex offender. Uh, but actually, you have to molest a kid, dude. <laughs> That's pretty bad, dude. That's definitely something. I would much rather go register my car, personally. I'm just... Jesus. <laughs> so that's how I'm opening my set. Uh, my name is Raphael Wolfgang. I'm going to tell you guys a little story about my childhood. Uh, when I was a kid, I really liked the word pop. You know? The word pop was a lot of fun, right? Like, uh, popcorn is way more fun than corn, right? And a popsicle is way cooler than a sickle, right? And a, and a pop is way better than no dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a little sadder than I implied at the beginning, wasn't it? No, it, it's true. I didn't have a dad growing up. I had a single mom, though. Give it up for single moms. C come on, guys. We're on the air. Give it up for single moms. <laughs> yeah, come on. It's still the city of Jesus Christ. Come on. San Francisco's listening right now. Jesus. It's true. I, I, have a, I like single moms. I know you guys don't, but I like single moms a lot. My mom is a small business owner, which is really cool. I just really, it just would have been better if it was a mom and pop shop, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um... So anyway, I'm a white guy, so that means, uh, you know, I have a lot of privileges, uh, but, you know, I, so, you know, as you grow up, you have to, like, learn what those privileges are. You know, it's not, it's not, it's not always obvious right away. The other day, I learned what a male privilege was. Uh, I had this conversation with this woman. She was like, do you know what male privilege is? Male privilege is when a couple is trying to have a baby, and the woman gets pregnant. The man has a nine-month head start to abandon the kid first. That's male privilege. Look, I was I was pretty offended. I was like, hey, fucking take it easy, mom. You're really cutting deep here. Jesus Christ. My God. It's really fucked up, mom. Gee, why would you say that to me? <laughs> anyway, guys, uh, I have a small penis. Anyone else have a small penis? Yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. We got one in the back. What's your name? San Francisco. Art has a small penis. Yes, that's right. Art, last name? What's your last name, Art? 
And he's quiet. It's okay. Don't worry, San Francisco. Most comedians do. <laughs> By the way, you you're fucking a good-looking man, dude. You're you're you call yourself Mr. Machine? Machine? Just Machine. What's your first name? Sex? <laughs> Jesus Christ, you're a good-looking dude. Have you do you run a cult? You should start a cult, dude. You look fucking you look like Elron Hubbard, dude. That's good shit, man. <laughs> you look fucking good, dude. You're a sexy motherfucker. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, no, I do have a small penis. <laughs> Um, it's pretty small. I need a Viagra to look flaccid. You know what I mean? It's bad. Yeah, no, it's not good. You know, I had a I had a girlfriend for a little while. She broke up with me a little while ago and said, uh, "It's not you, it's me. My pussy is too big." <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was pretty. Right. I took a dick pic the other day and I got arrested for child pornography, guys. It's bad.